0: Hello, welcome back to the Galena Ravina podcast, Thank you so much for joining me this week. I'm really excited about this episode. I've got my friend Pete Lee on. And um, first and foremost, he just came out with his Showtime special. It's called Tall, Dark, and Pleasant. It premiered July 9th, and it's streaming now. So if you have Showtime, absolutely go check that out. It's so good. I was fortunate enough to go to um, the Phoenix Improv, where he taped it, and I watched him tape it, I watched both shows, they both went amazing, the crowd absolutely loved him, and it's really exciting, like as a comedian and as a friend who wants to support their friends to be able to attend something like that, that's a very special moment for him that he got to record that hour. Um, he was preparing for it, you know, really hard, a lot of work, a lot of touring to get that together. and. It came together beautifully, I must say. Um, It's a really good special. I think you'll enjoy it. I think you should get your friends in on it. Um, If you have showtime, it's gonna be easy for you to access. If you don't, just sign up for the free trial and give it a watch, it's totally worth it. When we went to go watch him record it, it was in February, and I think that that was my first time traveling post-COVID outside of having seen my family in Ohio. And it was just such a weird experience because I was so that person during all of COVID that was following all of the rules to a T and was very nervous and was getting tested on a regular basis. And then we went to Phoenix and it was just the wild west. Like we were in the improv and they had those glass partitions in between the tables, which is always so funny because you're like, oh, COVID can't jump over the three foot perimeter of this plastic shield at the table in front of me. But ultimately... It was so nice to let loose and everybody ended up safe. We all got tested when we came home. Nobody caught COVID over the weekend. So it was just this amazing weekend of recharging and living, you know, past these COVID restrictions that had us all, I think, in like a state of panic for a very long time. So I'm so glad I got to go and watch the recording of the special and be a part of that weekend. It was so special. Yeah, so I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. Um, I do want to say... We recorded this, and... Something had happened with um, the SD card that the original episode was saved on. I couldn't get it to open. I was having a lot of technical issues. I couldn't get the episode to play on anything. I couldn't download it so that I could edit it. And I ended up having to call Pete and be like, help. (laughs) I don't know what happened with this episode. I can't get it off of the SD card. I'm so scared we're going to lose it because it was such a good episode. Like we had so much fun. We recorded for about two hours And um, I went over to meet up with him to try to get some technical assistance, and he was able to recover just the first 25 minutes of the episode. We have no idea what went wrong, where the other three fourths of it went. So, what we did for this was just recover the first 25 minutes that we did get. So, that's you're going to hear that in the episode. And then I'm going to cut in and be like, okay, here's where we lost the rest of the episode. And then the next portion of it is going to be the re-recorded part that we did the other day. Fortunately, I caught him on a day when he had time. So we just sat down and did the podcast all over again. And uh, let's see, what other business do I have before I get to the episode? Um, I've got tour dates now up on my website. It's just galenaravina.com. Now that I have live shows again, I'm trying to keep that updated. I'm going to have a show that uh, is coming back that I'm co-producing with my friend Lynn Molly. That's going to be in Glendale, August 14th, so keep an eye out for that. And then the other shows, as I mentioned, I'm going to be posting them on my Instagram and posting them on my website. So look for those there. What else? Um, Oh, yeah, I do want to say, and and we do give a warning before we get to this part of the episode, but about an hour, hour and a half in, when we get deep into talking about surfing, Pete does recount this pretty bad injury that he had. Um, It was last fall, and it was a surf injury, and it was relevant to what we were talking about. So I just want to give a little trigger warning here that if you're like me and you don't really like hearing about bodily injuries you might want to maybe skip forward to that like past that part we do warn about it right before we get to it there's going to be another trigger warning like hey if you are squeamish you don't want to hear about the injury just fast forward past it but other than that yeah i think we should just get on with it um go watch pete's special and enjoy the episode this is pete lee
1: All right. All right. And away we go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're, we're here. There's the ocean right out there.
2: <laughs> I love
0: seeing the ocean when I'm here.
1: Which is so, um, I guess it's, it's relevant to what we're going to talk about today, right?
0: <laughs> it's very relevant. And I'm going to kick it off by saying something that was supposed to be a secret but if my mom if and when my mom inevitably listens to this she's going to get upset about it but i think i'm gonna get like a little ocean wave tattoo this week oh really yeah
1: um so wait you have tattoos right
0: i do not a lot and not i have six and they're mostly not in places where they're super visible so it's never Mm. been an issue but at this point in my life i know i'm never gonna have another job interview again (laughs) and even if comedy doesn't work out i'm now forever a notary and because it's my own notary business i don't have to worry about being tattooed for that either
1: yeah, you. I mean, I think you're safe to get tats. At I think this so point. too. Yeah. That's that's also. By the way, I'm adjusting my levels, not your levels. Okay. So I didn't want you to. Like, I won't
0: be offended, and even okay. if you adjust mine, I still won't be offended.
1: Your levels are great. You sound fantastic. Thank you. I Avicii levels. Avicii levels. Yeah. <laughs> avici teardrop oh yeah r.i.p i'm gonna get
0: an avici tattoo yeah (laughs) i'm gonna get his face on my chest in remembrance
1: (laughs) i'm gonna get a tattoo that's like super 2012 yeah (laughs) wake me up when it's all over um (laughs) i uh um i'm also it's funny that you say that about an ocean wave tattoo i i forget which one of becky robinson's friends it is but she had like a little ocean wave on her wrist and mm-hmm. she's a surfer and it's just like the simple outline of it that's what i'm gonna get and uh yeah and i, I was i was talking to nico because he's gonna have a tattoo artist at his wedding what yeah <laughs> that's have, phenomenal so people are gonna get like wedding tattoos mm-hmm. and then nico also like one of the so for the people listening i have a neighbor named nico uh, Who's super cool? He owns hotels and um, mm-hmm. he and also, surfs every day. And surfs every day, and he he's like a surf Viking. He, mm-hmm. he really
0: is. He has that look of you see that guy, and you're like, I don't even need to know that he surfs to know that he surfs.
1: Oh yeah, Yep. Yeah. Tell me that you surf without <laughs> telling me. That.
0: Oh no, we're both TikTok brainwashed. <laughs>
1: we are so TikTok brainwashed. <laughs> <laughs> I get total TikTok brain all the time. Same. Um, uh, like like if I could just like pop-up words in different places around my head right now mm-hmm. to show my thoughts I would it would be so TikTok, <laughs> and then you and I can do a synchronized yeah. dance <laughs> but um Nico told me that he's going to have a tattoo artist's wedding but then he also was like he's like but you he's like you should get a tattoo at my wedding but you should also just come downtown because he goes I own a coffee shop tattoo parlor of
0: course he does
1: and I'm like you what and he's like yeah I, I own uh, a coffee shop that's also uh it's a barber and a uh, tattoo parlor oh wow and I was like that is that is like so awesome and apparently his tattoo guide is like specializes in like fine line art
0: that's all anybody wants anymore and that's all when I was researching somebody to do the wave tattoo I was literally googling like fine line tattoo artists
1: really mm-hmm. all right then I got a guy for you perfect because Nico's got a guy for you it... yeah
0: well the last guy I went to I don't know if i would say he revolutionized that but he got really big kind of early for fine line tattoos um it's this artist name that goes by dr wu and when i went to him seven years ago even back then I had to pull favor upon favor to get in with him because he tattoos like Justin Bieber and Rihanna. And like, it's just impo- impossible to get an appointment with him wow. if you don't have millions of followers. Um, and even wow. then for a tattoo that, you know, only took a little bit, it was like a freaking fortune, but it's gorgeous and beautiful. And I don't think I could get in with him again because I'm not famous <laughs> enough. So I'm like, I have to find a different artist.
1: Well, I think that Nico's guy is your guy. and uh, I also, I feel like Nico said something like like this guy's tattooed Justin Bieber or okay. something like maybe. I mean, it's totally possible with how many tattoos Bieber has gotten.
0: That's true. He's covered now.
1: He's totally covered that. I'm sure that he's had multiple artists. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, I've, I've seen him shirtless with his tattoos uh, Okay, yeah. um, to go with the theme. I was surfing in Santa Monica. I'm putting mm-hmm. my board on my car and I saw what I could. Call. I could only describe it as a Band-Aid colored Lamborghini, like like a Band-Aid colored like pink Lamborghini, but like a very special, specific beige kind of pink. And uh, and then. I I was just like in my head I was making fun of it and I was like I gotta make a video with this car, <laughs> so I took out my phone and I made a TikTok you might have seen it mm-hmm. and I just roasted the car like like yeah why yeah I want to get a Lamborghini but I'm gonna paint it the color of my mom's bras you know like <laughs> and uh, and then I got done making the video and I was like in kind of in my phone wetsuit half peeled still mm-hmm. and uh, and then I just hear this person walk up to me and be like bop, bop, to the Lamborghini. And I turn around and it's Justin Bieber. And I was like, and I knew I had just ripped on his car mm-hmm. on TikTok, but I haven't posted it yet. And I was like, oh, hey, man. And in like the best voice ever, he goes, Hey. You know, like, like, you know, you know how he's got like people that can sing really well, they have like the most golden voices. Mm-hmm. And I swear, I'm not making this over the story. I swear, like one of my knees just like buckled a little bit. <laughs> he and, has
0: that effect on people. Yeah. I'm I, not judging.
1: I was like, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a straight guy, but, uh, I felt it, you know, like I, I felt, I felt the, the beaver be- fever, the beaver fever. I felt it just for a second. And, uh. And then I posted the thing on TikTok, and I was like, this is Justin Bieber's Lamborghini. <laughs> because my urge to, to keep his privacy uh, was not stronger than my own urge to get likes on TikTok.
0: <laughs> Here's why you don't need to feel bad at all. If you're going to get, A, a Lamborghini, B, a Lamborghini in an just suspicious color, you want attention. You definitely want You know want people attention. are looking at that car on the road.
1: Yeah, it literally was like kind of the, it was kind of the color. It was like if you mixed a band aid, but with the hoodie he wore in the yummy video, mm-hmm. that's what this was. So yeah. like, I almost feel like the record company sent him this because yummy did so well.
0: Maybe <laughs> like, they did.
1: Maybe they did. I don't know, but, uh, maybe
0: they wrapped it for him. Cause I doubt that's a factory color.
1: Yeah. And if you're Justin Bieber, he could literally go get his car wrapped with different stuff every, every single, day, every yeah. single week you know, whatever, or whatever. Yeah. Every single day. Like half half day. He could do a half day. He could do a half day, yeah. And the... Although
0: I think it would take longer to apply it to the car.
1: Mm-hmm, I think it would. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're absolutely right. Um, I don't even know what we were talking about before the the Bieber story.
0: I don't know, but now I have a Bieber story. of Well, I have well, two tell Bieber me. stories. Yeah, tell yeah. me the Bieber story. So I met Bieber in 2015, very briefly, um, at a Grammy after party at his house. Oh, he was like renting out his house to host it. And then he just stopped by. And at the time, I don't know if I was out of sorts or if he was just like coming off of a hiatus and hadn't really been in the news for like a couple of years. I know he got in trouble for drag racing and then he disappeared. And then, you know, when he came back, he was this like super tatted, like he just looked completely different. Yeah. So I didn't even recognize him when it happened. And I met him very briefly and I shook his hand and it was so soft. And that just like really stands out to me. It was like the hand of someone who's clearly never done anything for
2: themselves.
0: (laughs) 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 And I was like computing it in my brain just very slowly of like, this is Justin Bieber in front Mm -hmm. of me. This is wild. I can't believe I just met him. And he was very sweet. I don't mean to like speak about him poorly. Like he was nice as could be. And I was standing with someone that he like new at the time and so they had good rapport so i think he was also just being nice to me because i was there with like a friend of his yeah and then a couple years later i was um waiting outside of bar lubich in west hollywood for an open mic and i was standing there with my buddy and he goes justin bieber's behind you and i go yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) sure justin bieber's behind me and i turned around and he was
1: really yeah did you say anything to him were you like hey i was at your house
0: I didn't. Yeah. It happened so fast, and I didn't even believe that it was him. And then he was being like escorted into a spa by a giant bodyguard, and I was like, "Okay, there's no need to be like I met you really briefly a couple years ago." Yeah,
1: like, like let me tell you our history, mm-hmm. Justin.
0: I was at your house, and yeah, that's how you get the police called on you.
1: Yeah, um, what was his address? <laughs> Can you say what his address was?
0: I know he's not at that house anymore. Uh huh. Um, but it was this like gnarly, completely glass round house like in Holmby Hills, uh-huh. uh, that part of Beverly Hills. If you Google it, you could find it. Because, you know, when like celebrities houses, like you could find them if you really wanted to
1: Yeah, there are literally vans that drive around Beverly yeah. Hills in Hollywood and go, we're in front of David Spade's house or exactly. we're in front of whoever's house. Yeah, I was at the house uh, like, you know, that video pop star um, where it's a Drake song, but then Drake couldn't get back into the country or if he came to America, he couldn't get back into Canada. So oh, for hilarious. quarantine, he was there. Mm-hmm. So instead of him doing the video, he just had Justin Bieber make a music video, like he Funny. was. And so Justin Bieber was doing all the Drake parts, but just mm-hmm. lip syncing it. And uh, he, I'm assuming that's his house because that's the same house that uh in the show dave when they were Mm -hmm. like at justin Bieber's house for a party it it was like the same exact house from the pop star video
0: i haven't seen either um but if it wasn't a round glass house it was not the same house
1: this looked like a It didn't this seemed like a square glass house so i think he i think he was like round he just loves glass houses you think
0: he loves throwing stones i think sorry i'm gonna throw myself out the window for that one i love
1: that (laughs) we're literally in a partially glass house my the whole front of my house is glass and um you know yeah so i i can't i can't throw stones at justin (laughs) for having a front house that that, the front of the house that's glass but yeah that oh my god that's so cool i uh, Rosebud Baker, she has a podcast called "One Less Lonely Girl." Oh, hilarious! Her whole thing is just like I'm obsessed with ju- with Justin Bieber, mm-hmm. and I need to meet him. And I so she interviews people about their Justin Bieber stories, just like how we just mm-hmm. talked, and then they talk about how Justin's doing. And it, it's like, I, I mean, if if you know Rosebud Baker, uh, her, I think her grandfather. Is um, he was the um, oh god why can't I think of his title mm-hmm. during the Bush years? He was in wait, the
0: cabinet or something. Um,
1: uh, her grandfather was is James Baker, the former Secretary of State under oh. George H. W. Bush.
0: That's very high up.
1: So the fact that Rosebud Baker is so taken by. Justin Bieber. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's no stranger to being around gigantic people. I mean, I'm sure that as a little child she was around the president of the I'm United sure. States. Yeah. And um, you know, and her grandfather was was James Baker. So like the fact that she's so like over the moon for Justin Bieber talks I mean, <laughs> he's got a power, man. I felt it. My knee <laughs> He buckled. does. My, he
0: absolutely my- does. Those soft, soft hands, those soft baby hands. Just picture them caressing your face gently.
1: I, you know, yeah, it just makes me... I just want him to give me a bath, you know, (laughs) and take care of me. I'm kidding. It's
0: probably Uh, the same for her as it is for me. I think after a certain point, when you live in a big market like LA or New York, and you inevitably end up having celebrity run-ins, like, mm -hmm. I don't care anymore. i become so desensitized to it, unless it's someone that I'm a huge fan of, and then I am just a mess.
1: Yeah, you're like, what is... We were walking across the so from my house. You have to walk across the PCH to go surfing, and um, Lady Gaga drives this like bright green Lamborghini. And
0: of course, why is everybody getting Lamborghinis? Lamborghinis.
1: This, the, I feel like this is just like one big ad for Lamborghini. <laughs> I yes, yeah, screw screw Lamborghinis. Get a Ferrari. <laughs> Um, I drive a Fiat Five Hundred, which was designed by Ferrari, and it's the That's right. it's the girliest car <laughs> in the world. It, it really is, and I'm gonna get a Tesla soon. But um, but it, it drives like a Ferrari. You'll miss it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I might actually keep the Fiat just yeah. to keep it. Cause I mean, you have space. I do. Everyone
0: has space for a Fiat. Yeah,
1: I could just put it up in one of the cupboards. Exactly. One of my kitchen cupboards. You could just park the
0: Tesla on top of
2: it. Yeah, I could
1: take out a loaf of bread (laughs) and then park my Tesla in there. Exactly. (laughs) Um, But we were walking across the PCH and um, Lady Gaga was just like stopped there and Mm. then she like waved. Like, you know, when people stop Uh and then they like, they kind of force the car next to them to stop as well to let you across. And if the car Mm. next to them goes, they're an asshole. Yeah. Um, so Lady Gaga stopped and then everybody else stopped and she like waved us across the street. Oh, I love that. And so Nico and I like got stopped by Lady Gaga, which is in like, if that happened to you, if that happened to me back home in like Madison, Wisconsin or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, that would be the most insane thing to happen that year. It really would. But in this neighborhood, (laughs) it's not unusual, Mm -hmm. like at all. I, um, I was going to, when I first was moving into this house, I did a lot of repairs to it. Uh, people like something that people don't know about me is that I'm pretty handy. I used to build houses in the summer when I was a kid. So, uh, like tool wise, I'm pretty handy. And then you were here when I was painting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the you whole- know, I
0: painted a little, I painted one of the windowsills in the second room. You did. I did. You
1: did pick up a brush and you helped. And <laughs> I really appreciated that. Cause like literally I was like my hands were so blistered Mm -hmm. they were the opposite of justin Bieber's, and uh they were so blistered from roll because i had to prime every single bit of this house
0: i remember that because
1: remember there was a smoker here beforehand so i had to put kills all over everything
0: and And because it never used to be a rental the landlord Mm -hmm. didn't do that for you when in any other situation they that should have been their responsibility
1: yeah i mean that's like a huge people pleaser moment because i could have just said no you need to paint this Mm -hmm. and then she would have had to hire professional (laughs) painters (laughs) But I was like just too nice, and I was like, "Oh, I'll do it." And then two weeks of painting later, mm-hmm. so even the windowsill that you painted just meant the world to me.
0: <laughs> well, call me when you need another windowsill.
1: I will. I definitely will. So I was I was at uh, Anna Walt Lumber up in the pal in the Palisades, and um, Kurt Russell. Like we, it was. You mm-hmm. remember the day that they boarded up everything. Uh, when Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. was really popping off in Santa yeah, Monica, yeah, that first week of June, yeah, like the National Guard were were mm-hmm. in Palisades Village, and uh, I was just like, I wasn't trying to go get boards; I was trying to get just supplies for this place.
0: Yeah, that was probably a, a bad week. It was a ter- for everybody except people that made plywood.
1: Yeah. Oh God, plywood sales like they mm-hmm. just went off. They the were charts. the star of the show that week. Yeah. And I walk up to the front of the hardware store and I see this guy with like really cool, like salt and pepper, you know, longer hair wearing a bandana around his face. And uh, and in Kurt Russell's voice, he's like, oh, shit, it's all boarded up. (laughs) And uh, and he turns and he looks at me like kind of with his arms in the air, like you got to be kidding me. And uh, and I was like, well, yeah. And he goes, why would they board this up? And I was like, well, they do have the first access to the boards yeah <laughs> <You know? laughs> like if if you own the boards you board your place up you know first and then he's like oh yeah that makes sense and i was like but there is another animal lumber up in malibu and he's like where is it at so i pulled it up on my google maps and we're just talking like mm-hmm. like two pals yeah and uh and then i got in my car first and he kind of like got cut off out of the parking lot And then I I sailed down the PCH to the the lumber store in Malibu and I get there and they're like just closing the gate because they were closing early too. And I was like, oh, I got to turn around Mm -hmm. and get the hell out of here because otherwise Kurt Russell's going to be so mad at me. (laughs) 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 Like I let Kurt Russell down.
0: (laughs) I love that so much. He uh, was in the ninth Fast and Furious movie that just came out.
1: Oh, really? Did you see it already?
0: Of course. I saw it opening night. That's my jam.
1: All right. I'm. I'm gonna make, I'm I'm gonna make an admission that mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna admit something to you that it might affect our friendship.
0: <laughs> You've never seen a single Fast and never Furious. Never seen movie. a single one. <laughs> I mean, look, that's not that uncommon.
1: I, but there, it's
0: not Star Wars. It's not which I've never seen a single Star Wars actually.
1: Okay, you you and I are gonna get together and we're gonna uh, we're gonna trade movies. Yeah, we're gonna trade <laughs> movies and then we're gonna do like a book club on it. Okay, and that that's how it's.
0: I'm game for it.
1: I originally was like we're gonna get together and we're gonna watch them all together, but I'm like that's like a like I an mean that's like day a month commitment. <laughs> 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 like Galena, do you want to yeah. recreate the pandemic? <laughs> <laughs> and sit on the couch together for well, a while. Well,
0: if month. the delta variant catches on, we might not have a choice.
1: Yeah, how do you feel about that? Like, do you f- like
0: I'm disappointed cuz I actually have been um brave enough to start going into stores maskless. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been vaccinated since like fully vaccinated since like early April. Yeah. And I had been following all of the rules to a T the entire time. And so finally when they're like, okay, you don't need to wear your mask. Even that I was like taking baby steps. Like they said that it was like June 15th was the day we didn't have to wear masks anymore. June 16th, I go to Target and I'm holding it like around my wrist and I'm like, Uh you know what? I'm going to take a temperature. I'm going to see if anybody else in this target is wearing one. And then I walked in there and basically most people were wearing one. And I succumbed to the peer pressure and just wore mine. Mm -hmm. But then I started getting braver as the weeks went on. And so I was like walking into FedEx without my mask. I went to the mall without my mask. Like I. And now that they said, I think just this morning they came out and were like, hey, we kind of want you guys in masks and stores again. And I was like, oh, fine.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, like ugh. Mm-hmm. It, I was just down in Phoenix this last weekend. And like um, like, like we were in we were in Phoenix mm-hmm. for the special. And like it was the Wild West back then it, in it, February, it was in February, like they were like COVID never happened. And right. then, so you can imagine it now like COVID never happened mm-hmm. down in Phoenix and um it was funny like going into the phoenix airport they have like like i i got out of the uber and then i'm looking at these other people that are in the same boat as me that have been maskless for i don't know how long And we all, like, pulled our masks out of our pockets and, like, looked at each other, like, so we're doing this? Like, we got it. And the Phoenix airport has, like, a special announcement, like, hey, like, it's the longest announcement ever. Like, Mm -hmm. we understand that, you know, you don't have to wear a mask in this state. Mm -hmm. We understand that where you're going, you don't have to wear a mask. We understand that the federal uh, government has said you don't have to wear a mask. Mm -hmm. You still have to wear a mask here and on the airplane. And and it's a felony if you don't and
0: oh wow and
1: like it so it's it's kind of interesting right now because I mean I think with the Delta variant we all need to be careful and so it is smart to wear a mask
0: I think so too and that's why I wore when I went to Trader Joe's today and I masked up because I was like whatever I will do whatever it takes to not end up in another lockdown yeah because I don't think any of us are emotionally prepared or fiscally prepared for another lockdown
1: I think that if we go through like I'm I'm a science believer and I'm uh you know I'm a fairly liberal gentleman and uh I think that if we had another lockdown I might become one of those <laughs> I'm one afraid of those of people that too. I one, might like the, like I'm just like yeah like it's fake you know like <laughs> I, I just I just, and I don't think that covid's fake but I think I would mm-hmm. just I would, It's just
0: we've been through so much. I I totally get what you're saying. I'm not judging you. I've kind of been the same way. Like up until today I was like whatever why would I wear a mask anywhere? Like uh-huh. how great? like really judging people for still being outside like walking down the street with a mask on i'm like come on what are you doing there's no rona
1: (laughs) over it yeah like there was a lady at my show in phoenix the other night that she wore she was in the front row and she Mm -hmm. just wore a mask and i um like i i I, it was so like it was a bright white mask Mm -hmm. and it was just like it was almost like there was a spotlight just (laughs) shining on her mask (laughs) and i had to say something about it um and i'm always supportive of the audience member so i was like Mm -hmm. i was like ma'am i was like just to let you know i support you wearing a mask and then there was this like dumb you know Mm -hmm. probably one of the insurrectionists uh (laughs) he he was like take it off and i I was like look dude her body her choice yeah we're not talking about her bra sir yeah exactly like like that's such a weird like show your face and uh but i um i i asked her i was like i was like why um I was like, why are you still wearing? Uh, um, I, I go, I bet. Um, and I said to the guy, I go, I mm-hmm. bet she has a really good reason for wearing this. Yeah. And she goes, she goes, well, I had COVID. Like, you know how there's like a, a period of time where if you've had COVID, you can't get vaccinated yet? Cause like you have the antibodies, but you might not be yeah, covered. Yeah. That
0: happened to my mom and grandpa. They were told to wait 90 days.
1: Yeah. And then she was like, and my husband has MS, so mm-hmm. I don't want to bring it back to him. Mm-hmm. But she's like, I love your comedy and I just wanted to come to the show.
0: That's so sweet. And
1: she's like, when they told me that I was sitting in the front row, I was like, shit. <laughs> and, uh, and she's like, thanks for not making fun of me. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, I, and I, I shared the story of, um, cause I just got Kybella that like the- Oh, did you? The, yeah, I got- um, What is that like? Um, It's really weird. And I, I have, I've done two out of six treatments. So- okay. uh, for, Wow,
0: that's a lot of treatments. Uh, yeah. Does it hurt? Cause they're, they're putting a needle in your neck?
1: Yeah, they're putting a needle in your neck and well, they they uh, mix the Kybella solution with lidocaine. So like okay. as soon as it goes in, it starts to it get numbs. numb. And, um, also,
0: we're being very Hollywood because I know what Kybella is and you know what it is. But yeah. like, let's quickly explain let's, what it is. All
1: right. Let's tell the people what it is. So Kybella is a solution. Um, it's some type of acid. I, I forget the name of it. But it's naturally occurring in your intestines, and oh. it, it actually—I didn't even know this. Yeah, um, it actually helps your. It's it's the um, it's the acid that your body produces so that you actually like eat away at your visceral fat in mm-hmm. your and so your organs don't get fatty. Yeah. So when your body is like, "Hey, my organs are getting fatty. This is bad because we have such a bad diet." So, right. it, like, it's something that your our bodies create naturally to go like. I need to kill this fat and I need to like kill it for good Um, and so you can store fat other places I if there's somebody that knows exactly what this does and I just said it wrong I'm Mm -hmm. sorry Um, but uh, so it's something that's naturally occurring in your body so it's technically not poisonous to you Um, but they figured out that if they took that same acid and then they injected it into your chin fat it Mm -hmm. would define It it. dissolves it yeah it would dissolve it okay and and I've always been somebody that I always have a double chin. Like I used to be a triathlete, like that I would do like six triathlons a year. I was mm-hmm. shredded and I had a fucking double chin. Crazy. And I hated it. Like I'm always the one Your like,
0: body's just like we're storing it right here.
1: Yeah, I'm storing it right here. Like, and like <laughs> like I like I'm always the one like leaning my chin mm-hmm. into a photo like I'm a cheerleader, you know like <laughs>
0: Okay, so that is where the very first part of the um, episode—that is where the cutoff happened—and we lost the remaining hour and a half. So what you're going to hear next is going to be the re-recorded second part of the episode.
1: Okay, take two. Take two. Take two. So um, for the listeners, yes, um, we did. Galina and I did a whole podcast episode. Sure did. Sure did, and then. Uh, She tried to get the file off of the SD card and then it just wasn't, it wasn't, it was said it was a damaged file. It was
0: corrupt. It was corrupt like the Cuban government.
1: (laughs) So um, she came back over to my house. uh, We put the SD card into my computer. Uh, every single program said that it was corrupt, except for somehow I could transfer it to Dropbox. Mm-hmm. And then Dropbox would let me play the little audio thing on the phone. And then we did a podcast that was maybe two hours. It was
0: definitely two hours.
1: It was definitely two hours. and uh, But the, the only thing that we could salvage is 25 minutes of it. I have no idea how.
0: It's such a specific, weird problem. And I'm such a Luddite that... <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm amazed that you even got anything off of there because I have been um, just in sheer panic over the last probably four or five days. I was trying to get this episode together. Oh I God. put it into my computer, it didn't show up. I took it to work, I put it in the work computer, it didn't show up. I mean, I didn't have any other computers to try it in, but yeah. point being, the file was damaged, and I called you for help and I said, hey, try to get this file off of here. And now here we are re-recording
1: and we're re-recording. And uh, I like, honestly, when you like you were panicking, but you were like, yeah, I got to come over. And I was like, oh, cool. We'll get to hang out. I like That's hanging out true. with you.
0: It turned y- into a delightful afternoon.
1: We had a really fun afternoon. And by the way, the only way that we could get the audio that you just heard before this, because mm-hmm. um, this is coming on after the, that, yeah. right? Okay. Was that I had to play it on my Dropbox on my iPhone hit screen record, (laughs) and but there were two tracks. So there was my audio and Mm -hmm. your audio. So I had to do that twice. So for 50 minutes total, I Mm -hmm. screen recorded it. I airdropped it to my computer. I put it into Adobe uh, Premiere Pro and then um, synced up the audio and extracted it. And that's how they got to hear that 25 minutes.
0: And now we know if anything happens with standup, you can be Geek Squad at Best Buy.
2: <laughs> You've got an item
0: for the resume.
1: Do you know my history with Geek Squad? I do not. Oh, my God. All right. I'm going to pull it up on Google and show it to you. Uh-huh. And, um, uh, like I, uh,
0: You say it in such like a menacing, like, do you know about my history do with Geek Squad? Do you know
1: geek about squad? my history with <laughs> Geek Squad? Uh, so Did
0: they punch your mother in the face? Like, n- what happened?
1: No, I'm good. So people listening, they can do what I'm doing right now. Uh, they can type into Google, uh, Pete geek squad and then hit image search. And then you're going to see me. Um, all right. I'm hoping it comes up. <laughs> Damn. It's not coming up. Oh no. Oh no. Um, well, what's the story? So I was the geek squad guy at Best Buy for Shut a long up. time. Um, all right. Just trust me if you, if you do enough Google. Like image. the
0: commercial representation of the geek squad guy.
1: Like I was, I was not on the TV commercials, but I was the print one. So when you walked in and you went to geek squad in store, I was like, like my arms crossed. They had cardboard cutouts. They had, they had mouse pads when they used to sell computers (laughs) that had like, you know, just Mm -hmm. standard mouse things. I'm, um, but anyway, so when I did this, it was right before moving to New York city and I got paid $425 gross for Mm -hmm. it and um so like and
0: your likeness was in every best buy in the country
1: every single best buy in the country and so i i moved to new york i was so broke when i first moved there Mm -hmm. like ridiculously poor at one point um i had to panhandle just for pizza because i was really hungry and i had this check coming from a comedy club you know when they're Mm -hmm. like we'll mail you the check yeah I was like waiting for this $800 and I was like, I need this $800 to eat for oh, the next two weeks.
0: I hate doing that because then you're just at the mailbox like a woman whose husband is at war <laughs> and you're like, please <laughs> let this <laughs> check come.
1: <laughs> please let it come. So I remember uh, the comedy club said that it was going to get there on like Wednesday. And so I was like, all right, it's Wednesday at noon and I just needed to eat. And I was at, there's this pizza shop right across from the Best Buy on 86th and Lexington. And uh, I'm, I'm there And I had enough subway swipes to like take the subway back home from Mm -hmm. wherever I was that morning, and then I'm like, I need food so bad, I can't wait until later, and so I was like, Hey, is there anybody? I was just standing on the sidewalk. I was, I was like, Is there anybody who can buy me a slice of pizza?
0: Oh, I hate when.
1: Yeah, I was like, Is there? And finally, this lady was like, Yeah, I'll buy you a piece of pizza. She's like, Do you want two? I was like, Yes, calories. Like, you know how everybody counts calories? I was literally like, But when you're hungry, it matters. I needed all the calories that I could get. And then I'm sitting there eating this slice of pizza out on the sidewalk and I look up and the Best Buy has like a giant like like probably like twenty five feet wide <laughs> by nine feet tall uh-huh. picture of me. Oh no. With my arms crossed. <laughs> and I was like, You motherfuckers Did like, the
0: woman notice?
1: uh no she didn't notice and that would
0: have been funny because she'd be like why aren't you buying me pizza yeah, isn't that you right there that's you bigger? You're,
1: yeah that's you but bigger i do have my computer right here i know that this is probably makes for bad podcasting <laughs> but i we can i can could, always
0: try to look it up and just post it on my page too
1: yeah you can always just cut but um uh i i just want i want to show you the picture of me being the geek squad guy mm-hmm. it's so crazy right uh
0: Oh no, not your geek squad identity being scrubbed off the internet.
1: I know. What did they What yeah, are are we getting Did I get blocked by Big Geek Squad? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you owe Best Buy money?
1: Pro, I you know that's how little I got paid for that is that I actually owe them money. <laughs> <laughs> I owe them money that I have not uh been pay, or have not paid them. Uh geek but I was a Best Buy Geek Squad guy, and um, and I didn't have enough money. And then it was uh, it was all over the place. Like mm-hmm. every like, uh, I remember I had this ex girlfriend that had this grandmother that she the grandmother knew that I got screwed out of money for that gig. So every time mm-hmm. she was in a Best Buy, she would shoplift one of the mouse pads <laughs> and give it to me because she's like, nah, that's so badass. It. Yeah, so badass. But so I'm gonna go over with you now what we have covered so far yes because you, you don't know because I, I i don't li- know you're right I, I listened back to it while i was putting together uh, the chair for yes. my bedroom which <laughs> wafer sent two of them by accident uh-huh. and so, so I now just, we're just
0: gonna have matching chairs so i just
1: gave you a really nice uh, i'm
0: l- having a great day i inherited a chair yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm getting to re-record a podcast yeah. that could have just been a loss for me yeah you're not getting anything out of this but i am
1: I'm getting camaraderie of our <laughs> friendship. That's what I'm getting, Galena. Do you want to break the news? Yeah,
0: you know what? She's going to uh, she's gonna find out one way or the other. When I was here, and we were talking about this two weeks ago, I was saying I was going to get a tattoo uh-huh. on my finger, and I did. It's done now. It's in the middle of healing. It's sh- a little scabby. Show it to me again. It's uh, little three little ocean waves.
1: I love that. Thank and you. I told you, I think on the last podcast. That, that you're going to get a
0: matching tattoo want, for our matching chairs?
1: I literally. <laughs> we're going to
0: have matching chairs and matching
1: tattoos. We have chairs and tattoos. and I sisters? Are sisters? I think, yeah. I think we're soul sisters. <laughs> Where's that? So I think in on the inside of my bicep, I want to mm-hmm. get a wave. But uh, And we were talking about Nico's wedding, how um, uh, like he's going to have a tattoo artist there. Mm-hmm. But now I have, so this is a follow-up to mm-hmm. what we talked about here. Um, I found out that if you get a tattoo and you go in the ocean, it's gonna get infected and you're gonna die. Yes,
0: you're so awesome. not supposed to submerge in water for a little while.
1: And I want to surf the whole time after I'm after their wedding. I'm there for like four days, and there's oh, no okay. way that I'm not gonna surf in Hawaii. So yeah, for sure. I'm just gonna. I'll get a tattoo. Honestly, there's never gonna. be... I mean, a... the
0: guy's gonna be here. You can just always use him while he's. Is it the same guy?
1: Uh, I don't know. We never figured out because we talked about it. He was Bieber's tattoo artist. And, um, but, um, we talked about seeing Lady Gaga on the PCH in a Lamborghini. You talked about how you're going to get fired from Ferrari (laughs) because we talked about Lamborghini so much, uh, even though Lamborghinis suck, they stink, they suck. And we love, uh, Ferraris. We talked about that at the time I only had a Fiat 500, uh, and I believe in the secret and on the podcast, I actually said, I'm getting a Tesla soon. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I
0: mean, this is astonishing what has gone down in the last two weeks.
1: In the last two weeks, uh, we talked about how you helped me paint this house. That's right. Uh, We talked about the Kurt Russell story. So uh, I think I got to the point where I was saying that Kybella is like they inject this acid that's already in your intestines Mm -hmm. uh, into your chin fat and then it like kills it permanently and um so it's been a month between treatments and like my jawline finally looks good Mm -hmm. and then now tomorrow i have to go in for my third treatment and i'm gonna be bullfrog again so is it
0: painful when you're swollen like that
1: it's a little bit painful and it's a it's like a little bit of a weird sensation but the hard part is that you just like cosmetically you go in to get your double chin taken care of and Mm -hmm. then for the next two weeks you have the worst double chin than you've ever had because it's so swollen. Yeah. And um, so like this weekend, I'm going to La Jolla for shows and I'm going to look. That stage is look, pretty high up. Yeah. I'm, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. So. Yeah. But wait, that's not good because if the stage is high up, like you want the stage to be sunken so that the people are above you. Right.
0: Do you have any contouring makeup? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there's tutorials all over TikTok. TikTok.
1: Should I just get airbrushed? You could cheat it. You
0: could you could airbrush yourself. Yeah, just go get some oh. uh, like a little roller stick of makeup <laughs> that's just like a couple shades darker than you, and just go to town with it on your chin. Blend it out with one of those makeup blenders, you know, <laughs> and just cheat it for a couple days.
1: You're right. Like you know those uh, you know those ladies that will do like full body makeup where mm-hmm. like you can't even see their boobs or yeah. you know like like or I they can't...
0: just make up themselves into like celebrity faces you Mm -hmm. know
1: all right that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna get it contoured i also i don't know why but like i would rather have a double chin while i'm at home like bopping around to do shows maybe i'm gonna just put it off for one week so i can go down to san diego and like yeah but
0: there's always gonna be something where you like get some cosmetic thing done you have to wait for the healing
1: yeah and there's never a great time and really the swelling like the initial swelling or like i feel like the initial swelling goes down fast enough Uh, or maybe it's just because like I start to grow stubble and so it doesn't look as stupid. Do they
0: ask you to shave before you You have to be clean shaven when you do it. So like, that's not fair.
1: And as a guy, like you, uh, I think Anthony, Anthony Juselnik said that stubble is like sunglasses for your face. It
0: absolutely is. Yeah.
1: You can cover up a lot. Yeah. Uh, and, but men
0: will be whole new men with or without facial hair.
1: Yeah, they really will be. And, uh, so that's, that's, that's the Kybella talk. Um, Let's go back um, to the Fiat 500 thing. So I still have a Fiat 500. Mm -hmm. And on this podcast, I said, I'm getting a Tesla soon. I had no plans to get a Tesla. I had no idea how to get a Tesla. But you put it in the universe. I put it in the universe. And then also a week and a half ago, I was driving and I just really confidently said, I go, I'm going to have a Tesla within the next week.
0: Did you really? Yeah. Wow. I
1: I go, someone's going to give me a Tesla is what I said. And I was so adamant. Okay,
0: pause. Someone's going to give me a million dollars and like a very sweet husband. Okay, continue.
1: Universe, did you hear Galena? I, you know what I really hope for? I hope that the universe heard you say that and it didn't like get the lines crossed. Oh, and, then, and that
0: you're going to have a really sweet husband? Yeah,
1: I'm going <laughs> to be like, dude, I'm a millionaire, but like I'm not even into men. And now I have to be with this husband.
0: Now you have to move back to West Hollywood.
1: Do you know what the funny part about that is, is like... uh I feel like, uh, I feel like I'm a handsome enough guy that in the town that we live in, mm-hmm. I could probably have a million dollars and have a husband within the next week. You could. <laughs> I
2: know.
0: I should be careful how I, you have to be careful how you manifest.
1: Yeah. Like, uh, I I feel, and, and like, it's it's kind of funny to me that women are always like, oh, I want to meet like a really great rich guy. And, uh, you know, or like, the, or the, at least they joke around about that. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't truly want that. Yeah. But if you... If you were able to go gay, you could get that very quickly.
0: Right, I know. It's not fair.
1: <laughs> it's really I I feel like that would be a great advantage to being in that community is mm-hmm. that you could find a sugar daddy pretty easily. Maybe I'm wrong. And if if I'm wrong, hit me up on Instagram at <laughs> Peely, Peely, Peely <laughs> DM me and be like that's actually not the case. It's actually really hard to be single. Uh,
0: and if I'm wrong, uh, DM Pete about it. Leave yeah. me alone. <laughs>
1: yeah, DM DM Pete about it. But so I get a phone call, uh, from my neighbor Nico and he was like, Hey, I just got a Tesla plaid, uh, which is like the best Tesla that's ever been made. And then he was like, so I have an extra Tesla and he was what a like, problem." yeah. And he's like, do you want it? And he's like, I'm not going to give it to you for free. And he, like, he charged me, he charged me tens of thousands of dollars for it, which is still something, but he undervalued it by mm-hmm. like, Probably fifty thousand dollars, maybe. Yeah. So it like it really was it really was like he gave me a Tesla and then he gave me two more Tesla threes. Yeah. Like <laughs> like price wise. And uh I, I've been trying to I've been begging my business managers to let me get a Tesla for a year and a half since before the pandemic. And then Mm -hmm. I called them with this thing and they're like, that's a great value. We have, we have to jump on this. (laughs) And so now I have a Tesla and I went down to Irvine to the improv last weekend and I drove it down there and it is a spaceship. It is is.
0: so cool. That was my first time in one.
1: Mm -hmm. And you just, uh, so what, uh, we went to McDonald's. (laughs) 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 Well, I was like, do you want to drive it? Yeah. And then you were like, of course, I want to drive it. Of course. And so we went up the PCH uh, from my house to Malibu. And there's there's a there's a McDonald's that's in Malibu that sells T-shirts. <laughs> Because it's such a special McDonald's. It's such a special McDonald's and it's across the street from Nobu. So Mm -hmm. like we went to Nobu and then we... So
0: a cheeseburger is $30. Yeah.
1: Right. I don't even know what they charged my check. Someone
0: comes out to your car and puts a bib around your neck (laughs) before you eat it. (laughs)
1: Yeah. They they brush your hair while you eat it.
0: (laughs) You're like, this is so sweet.
1: It's so fancy. Um, And then we came back here and then we did all the tech stuff with the... with the podcast episode, and then now, now we're here.
0: Now we're here. What kind of Tesla is it again? So I know what I drove.
1: It's a Tesla S. Okay. A Tesla S, which they, there's Tesla. Um, the X is the one with the suicide doors, like the yes. Lamborghini kind of. Yeah. Oh, fuck again, with the stop
0: bringing up that, Lamborghini, you're yeah. gonna get me in trouble.
1: Do for do do Ferraris have suicide doors or they're like
0: um only two of them. Only two. Of them. Two of them. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. So. The X has what what Ferrari, which is way better than Lamborghini, has. On one, at <laughs> least one of their cars, and then the um, the Y is the SUV. Um, Becky Robinson has one of those. It's mm-hmm. like, it's just like it's it's like their normal SUV that's really great. The three is the smaller one, and then the Tesla S is the sedan. And then there's the Roadster, which is like a sports car. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's only a few of those like actually in the world. And then they have the truck coming out. And then uh, the most recent one was the Tesla S Plaid, which is the fastest car that's ever been made, like fastest production car Mm -hmm. that's ever been made. And uh, the cool thing about this Tesla S that I have is that it goes into insane mode or insane plus mode. Mm -hmm. And so it's actually close to how fast the Plaid is.
0: That's so wild. It's so insane to me that a computer can just get a software update or that a car can get a software update like a computer and just be a different car.
1: Yeah. I'm so excited about that, that like this car is just going to keep getting better. But there's also a part of me that hopes that like, Somebody in Siberia doesn't hack into Tesla. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I can't drive my car, or even worse, they're like, all Teslas are going to drive into the ocean. Yeah. (laughs) It'll be like the movie Speed, where like they can't stop the bus, Mm -hmm. but just cyber wise.
0: Well, speaking of movies that Mm -hmm. have a similar situation, um, the fate of the furious the eighth fast and furious uh-huh. movie they have that too yes spoiler alert there's a scene where the bad guy who's charlie's Theron, her character like hacks into a bunch of cars to try to um you know like foil the plans of the team mm-hmm. and sends just all the cars in this parking garage just like flying off of the roof of the parking garage into the street
1: whoa because she
0: hacks all the cars
1: that's pretty so i'm like
0: this is maybe plausible <laughs>
1: I mean, it is as is
0: everything in those movies.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would hope that Tesla has. I mean, Elon Musk is one of the smartest people in the world. Are uh, I have two friends that are Tesla designers, which Tesla d- a designer there means that you're an engineer, and they mm-hmm. w- literally work like hands on, face to face with Elon Musk every day. And they told me that some days he comes in and they're like, "Elon, what do you what ideas do you have for us today?" Because mm-hmm. he basically like will spout out the big ideas and the like the basis of the tech behind it. Um, cause he's a genius and he's already figured it out. And then it's their job to like do all the like, so he's like the chef and they're like the sous chefs, but, okay. with, but with math.
0: That's a good way of describing it.
1: Yeah. And they're like, some days he'll come in and he'll be like, oh, the baby, you know, cause he's a human being and mm-hmm. he just had a baby. And, uh, and the little
0: XYZ like, a- B- Yeah. That, that baby.
1: That baby. Yeah. And, uh, that's a Geek Squad baby. <laughs> that's a Geek Squad baby for sure. <laughs> <laughs> i like that um but yeah he'll just be like oh, i'm tired and i i don't have anything today and then there are days when uh he'll come in and he'll be like i have everything and then <laughs> they said that they just like uh you know they'll like voice record him so that they don't miss anything mm-hmm. and, th- and then for the next month they have everything that they're working on but i would think that Elon Musk would have figured out a way that Teslas can't get hacked into. Yeah. Hopefully.
0: Hopefully. I don't know. Everything. uh, There's so much hacking going on. That was like one of the reasons that gas prices went up recently Mm -hmm. is because some major pipeline or distribution center or what have you. I should be more informed before I just like spout information like this. But I heard (laughs) that that was like that Russia had hacked something having to do with gas and that there was like a big hold up. That was when people were filling like their truck beds with gas out did you see that video yes
1: oh my god that guy that had just put a tarp in there mm-hmm. and then he's filling the truck bed and with and then gasoline. he's driving
0: and it's just like swooshing out of the truck bed
1: <laughs> right yeah like, like like sir
0: lots of money just flying out of your truck right now yeah that
1: was that was like eight dollars a slosh <laughs> but like why wouldn't you if you're gonna go get a tarp and then secure it down with like bungee cords and all that kind of crap why wouldn't you just go buy a bunch of gas containers or right. go, go buy, like, giant drums? Uh, like well,
0: that wouldn't have made the news. No, that's true. Yeah.
1: What an idiot.
0: Or don't leave... Why are you driving out to go do that? You're using gas to go do that.
1: You're right. That Yeah, so you... So I don't know that we had the actual facts about the hacking with the gas, which, by the way, nobody's tuning into this podcast because no, they for really want to hear hard I really hope information. Not. Yeah. If... If you're if this is how you're getting your information, you need to read more. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Which so do we, because we don't have the information. We don't have the information.
0: <laughs> but I will say as a Russian person, I was deeply offended that I myself, when I was in Moscow, got my phone hacked twice. Whoa! I was like, can't you tell them one of your own? Yeah. You're
1: not even going to cut me some slack. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? All right. Let me ask you this. And I've no, I don't think I've ever asked you this as a friend. Do you is there a part of you? that is attracted to Russian guys because of your background. Like have you ever ran into a Russian guy and he's mm-hmm. speaking the same language that you and you like bond and
0: it's actually the polar opposite really. Um, I am instinctively not attracted to Russian men, I think because they remind me so much of my family.
1: Ah, okay, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. and I always was like, oh, I'll never date a Russian guy and then I dated a Russian guy. And he was everything that was the reason that I'm not going to date Russian guys.
1: Okay. Yeah. So maybe, I mean, maybe you're, maybe it's just really hard to be westernized and then date someone from the Russian culture. I I
0: think so. I just like don't like the familial reminder. And I don't know if this is some kind of overcorrection, but like the types of dudes I'm attracted to are like so cornbread American, like just the most. Yeah. It can't get more American than what I'm attracted to.
1: I yeah I which also is exactly what you would say if you're actually a spy. Which <laughs> I, I remember one time I was hanging out with you in West Hollywood at the pool and then you just answered the phone and you're like you sure should and I was like I didn't I knew that you your family was I from know people Russia. know I
0: speak Russian and then they forget and then they hear me speak Russian and, and all of a sudden there's just like shock that overcomes them and I'm like "listen it's my first language what do you expect?"
1: It was amazing. Like I I, like you spoke such fluent Russian and it was so loud. That, that <laughs> it, I was like, even
0: when it's not supposed to be loud. Yeah.
1: I was like, are we on a watch list now? <laughs> like, did my phone hear you talking on your phone and now the <laughs> government is watching me?
0: It's not a soothing language.
1: No, no, it isn't. Hey, all right. Have you ever like, like, I mean, because obviously Russian people flirt with each other and stuff. Like when you were with the Russian guy, did you flirt with him in Russian or like? No, no, any- we never spoke Russian together. Okay. Yeah, because I couldn't even imagine, like, even, like, in adult videos on the internet. Mm-hmm. By the way, I think, can you you hear the siren, right?
0: I hear it, yeah. Okay. It's subtle.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm, it's fine. This is a
0: real-life podcast. There's background noise. Yeah, deal with it.
1: We are in the world. We're not in a sound studio. <laughs> we are looking out at the world. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'll get a citizen alert in a second, mm-hmm. being, like... Lady Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> Cut <someone laughs> Crashes <off>. her Lamborghini. <laughs> because they're bad cars. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know what we were talking about. Oh, yeah. Like, like in adult videos on the internet, mm-hmm. every once in a while, it will be like a Russian lady, right?
0: Yeah. And- it, when I've come across porn and it's been Russian, I've had to exit out of it so quickly because it's <laughs> such a turn off to me.
1: It's so not sexy. And if you're listening and you're Russian, which I would assume that you would have some Russian fans. Being Probably. That that is and your- I'm sorry.
0: And you guys are, you know, super s- entitled to your sex positivity and yeah. do what you want. It's just not for me.
1: Yeah, it's not for it's not for Glena, It's not for me. Um, you know, buzz off, okay? <laughs> buzz off. I
0: want my boys American. I want them very
2: American. Yeah.
0: I uh, want them cracking beer cans on their foreheads. On their foreheads. That's, <laughs> that's my type. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's my type. That's my type. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what else did we talk about in the last <laughs> episode? I'm like, well, it
0: was for. Um, I want to talk about surfing. All right. Because I started going with you and you're very into it.
1: Yeah. I Like, how did you feel? Now I'm interviewing you. Um, uh, how <laughs> Welcome
0: you, to the Pete Lee podcast <laughs> with guest Kalina Ravina.
1: Yeah. This is what it's. Hey, I, you just went through. <laughs> we're a, in
0: your home. We're using your equipment, your SD card.
1: <laughs> yeah. We're. Well yeah, I'm this is what it is. So you just recently rebranded your podcast and now we're rebranding it again. We're rebranding it again. <laughs> it's, it's the Galena Podcast, Tina, right?
0: Yeah, Galena Ravina Podcast, All
1: right, Galena Ravina Podcast, Tina asterisk now <laughs> takeover. Peely Takeover. Peely Takeover, yes. How did you feel the first like the first time that you came over to to my house and you're going to go surfing mm-hmm. and You put on our neighbor Sarah's wetsuit, right? Mm -hmm. And first of all, it's hard to get on, right? It's hard to get on. Mm -hmm. And so you're out of breath already, just Mm -hmm. getting the stupid wetsuit on. Yeah. And then we hand you a foam board, Mm -hmm. which that's how you start is on a foamy. Yeah. uh, Not a hard top usually. And you're walking down the hill to go surfing. Were you like, what am I doing? Like, how did you feel? Oh,
0: no, I was so excited because it's something I wanted to try my whole life and it was just a matter of like an opportunity presenting itself because I just never I guess I never wanted to enough to go out and get like lessons and get Mm -hmm. rentals on my own so when you guys were already doing it I was like hell yeah I'll do that but I will say the thing about surfing with you is that the scariest part is getting to the ocean yeah it's scarier than the surfing part the crossing Pacific Coast Highway is so much worse
1: (laughs) yeah you have to cross the PCH and so you're basically playing Frogger Uh uh-huh and like a lot of times you have to wait for a double opening meaning that like both sides of traffic going in both ways are somehow clear and a lot of times what you have to do is wait for a single opening you cross to the center lane (laughs) and you stand and now
0: you're in between multiple lanes of traffic going 60 miles an hour
1: yeah and you're hoping that your your surfboard just doesn't get caught in the wind and (laughs) flap into a car and then you hit a car or a car kind of hits you and so it's so scary and then once you get there then you have to like you have to walk down the staircase and then skate like basically like rock climb down rocks mm-hmm. while holding a surfboard. Yeah, because
0: there's no beach where you go. It's just stairs, ocean,
1: stairs, ocean. And um, so we're what what they call a winter wave. The wave here is better in the winter than in the summer. And uh, in the winter, first time
0: hearing about this.
1: Yeah, it's I mean, it's cold. It's cold as fuck. is that
0: like Southern California in general or this particular spot?
1: Uh, this particular spot is a winter wave. Like the wind, the waves are big all winter. And then this summer they've actually been pretty big. Uh, and the water's really warm, Mm -hmm. but this winter I bought like a really cold water wetsuit. Mm -hmm. Uh, they call it a four, three and I bought a four, three so that I could surf all winter. And I like had Mm -hmm. one of those hoods on and, um, and gloves and booties. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, in the winter, because the I don't know what it is because the waves bigger it washes up sand so at Mm -hmm. the where the where the stairs are it's literally just a sand beach that you walk down on so all those rocks aren't even visible oh you're kidding it's beautiful and then I was like okay so now this is what this is like it's going to be like that forever Mm -hmm. and my neighbor Jack who's this like surf legend he was like nah the sand will be gone by May
0: (laughs) is he an oracle
1: uh, he is an oracle. <laughs> yeah, he he's literally. Yeah, he can just uh, he's the the farmer's almanac. Of people, <laughs> and he know he can predict the ocean. That's he's,
0: so funny, because when we recorded this originally, you were telling me how you were dying to go surfing with him because he's this surf legend and mm-hmm. you'd never gone and he won't go unless it's the absolute perfect day, whatever that means. Perfect and then conditions. you ended up just going with him. So what was that like?
1: I just went with him. It was like a dream come true. Uh, I. Uh, I was out in the water and I saw my neighbor, Sarah, come down and Mm -hmm. I was like, who's who's Sarah with? Because she was just like with some guy with a longboard and Jack is 72 years old. But Mm -hmm. he if you saw him from even like eight feet away, you'd be like, that guy's 47. Yeah, I think that's what surfing does is it just keeps you young because you have like it keeps your muscles going right And, uh, and then he paddles up and Jack's got like cool hair (laughs) and you know, um, he's just like the raddest dude. He was like, he's a West coast surf legend Mm -hmm. and I'd always wanted to surf with him and he just paddles up and I was like, I was like, man, Jack, like, this is like my make a wish. I finally (laughs) get to surf with you. This is like somebody like uh it'd be like the equivalent of like when Tony Hawk is 72 getting mm-hmm. to go skateboard with him. Oh,
0: that's cool. You know,
1: when you idolized him all throughout growing up. So like, mm-hmm. like Jack, uh, and it was funny cause Jack paddles out and he's like, well, if you want to surf with me, this is the wave. And we both caught a wave together Aww. and we surfed in and, uh, and we, it was a, a,
0: what did you tell me that was called a party wave?
1: A party wave. That's all right. Yeah. It's called a party wave when, when one or more, uh, people get on a wave together yeah
0: do you have to be friends with them for it to be a party wave <laughs>
1: <laughs> i feel like it you do because there are times where you get on a wave with somebody and they're like they're, move out like they'll be like Whoosh. they mm-hmm. they literally will whistle at you people
0: get aggressive
1: they get so aggressive and I'm, I'm always like trust me like first of all i know that it's surf etiquette that the person that's closest to the the wave breaks so like uh, waves either break left or right and, and in the spot that I'm at they break right mm-hmm. so if you're closest to the whitewash uh, like you you have the right away okay um, even though the person furthest away from it is able to catch it sooner mm-hmm. and or like sometimes I'll be on a long board somebody will be on a short board and a lot of times I can get enough board speed going that I'm like 20 i'm like 20 feet ahead of where they're at mm-hmm. so it's like we can both party wave and ride the wave in together like yeah it doesn't matter but some of these surf people they're just people that have the personality of someone who's never masturbated Aww. and they're so intense and they're just like
0: come on man <laughs> <gasps> <laughs>
1: and that like, seems
0: like the antithesis of like what the cliche surfer personality is
1: yeah it's like the surfer personality is like, hey, we're just like literally riding wavelengths, and mm-hmm. like this is chill. Yeah. But then I think all these like triathlon people got into surfing oh, in the pandemic because right. triathlons weren't happening, and they mm-hmm. wanted to exercise their swim muscles. Which, by the way, I was I'm a former triathlete. Uh, I like I've done twenty triathlons. Mm-hmm. It's the dumbest thing in the it, triathlons are great, but like triathlon people in general, like. You suck. Like, <laughs> you do, and like, if you're a triathlon person, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about like, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You show up to the race, and everybody there is super intense, and they're mm-hmm. they're like, "This is my day," and it's like, no, there's ten thousand of us here. It's our day. Like, it's not your day. And they now they show up to the ocean, and they're like, "This is my day to surf," and it's like, it's the ocean. There's unlimited waves. <laughs> like, don't whistle at me if we're on the same wave. Just be party wave, but. um, mm-hmm. You and I have party waved before, haven't we? Have, yeah, we have, totally. Party waved. yeah, totally. Back when
0: I didn't know that that's what that was.
1: You you're one of the rare people that got up like your first time out, didn't you? I feel like you stood up right away. I mean, what
0: is standing really? I fell <laughs> off right away. <laughs> it, so it's subjective. I feel like
1: standing on a surfboard is subjective. <laughs> it well, I mean, surfing is kind of like like bull riding in that like if you're up for two seconds that counts yeah
0: well then i was up for, yeah i was up
1: you were up but like sure we've taken a lot like a lot of people to go surf mm-hmm. uh like me and the people in the neighborhood have taken a lot of people to surf for the first time and like i'm not a surf instructor i don't teach lessons but i do know enough to teach somebody the basics of it sure. and then we have a, like a, i have equipment um but i remember i've taken so many people out and then i remember you just like paddled into a wave and then I remember seeing you stand up on it and I was like, she doesn't even know that's hard. <laughs> like you just, I get, it.
0: I think it's what happens when you're bowling and you get like beginner's luck and you're hitting strikes or something. Cause well, I don't know. I don't know how much I should like discredit myself. Cause I also grew up dancing and I feel like I have core strength and like maybe that helps. I don't know.
1: You also have, you have impec- and I can swim. You, yeah, you can swim. So you were able to paddle pretty well, and mm-hmm. then like you, yeah, you, uh, you obviously have impeccable balance, but uh, for two seconds. For two seconds, least, yes. At least, yeah. um But no. I'm pretty
0: good at faking it till I make it with things like that.
1: I remember the whole group of people that was mm-hmm. out there saw you catch the wave, and we yeah. all were like,
0: "You were all," and I like I fell, and then I <laughs> got up out of the water, which. That was like a huge fear for me the whole time. Like before we went, I was like, this is the thing that scares me is like falling, going under, not knowing where I am directionally Mm -hmm. and getting hit in the head with the surfboard. Uh Those were all my fears. And literally every single one of those immediately happened to me. (laughs) 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 So I was like, oh, okay, I'm past what my biggest fear was now.
1: And luckily, you know, the first time you go out, you go on a a foamy, which is. Yeah, it
0: didn't hurt that. When I did get hit in the head, it it wasn't that bad.
1: (laughs) It's not that. I mean, it's not it's not a soft surfboard but it is it. it's like a hard it's not gonna nerf. concuss you yeah it's not gonna concuss you but it's a it's a hard nerf sure sort of and but yeah i mean it's and it's got like a it's got like a wood stringer core to it so it like if it hit you really hard it'd be it would suck but mm-hmm. yeah i i knew that you'd be fine <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah we have to surf again i know I still have the suit that I—it's uh, my neighbor Sarah's suit still here. Good. I keep trying to return it to her, and she's uh-huh. like, "We have so many suits," and uh, sh- she's like, "Just keep that one for great for friends that come over." Yeah, so, that's perfect. All right, awesome. Yeah. I know because
0: the last time when we went after that, it's been a couple times, but the last time that we went together, I got really scared because that like the waves were really really bad that day, and once one knocked me off. Then I just never got my bearings back, and then I just kept, like, I would try to get back up. It would, another wave would knock me over, and I just kept getting knocked over to the point where I was almost back at those rocks. Mm-hmm. I got pushed, like, all the way back out to the coast, and I was so out of breath and, like, so nervous that it scared me. Yeah. The- and so I haven't gone since that.
1: Well, we'll take you out on, a, a, like, a like, a chill wave day where it's, okay. it's like... Like, cause that was probably like a three to four foot or like a four to five foot wave day. And you should, for your first couple of times, you should go out on like two to three foot waves. Mm -hmm. And that
0: first time I went, when I did get up, it was that. Mm It it didn't, I don't remember it being that intense.
1: You need to go, cause I mean, the ocean is the ocean. And that's another reason why people shouldn't go out on the ocean as surfers and be really cocky is because Mm -hmm. like.
0: The ocean doesn't care about you.
1: The ocean does not care about you. It will always remind you that it is the ocean. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, I don't know if we talked about it the last time, but the, uh, one of the reasons why I want to get the wave tattoo is because of Bruce Lee. And, uh, like he has a saying called be water. Mm-hmm. Um, cause his theory was that he, or the, his theory was that water is actually the strongest thing on the mm-hmm. planet because, it's uh it can like destroy ocean rocks right but it can also um not be destroyed like you can't destroy a water molecule Mm -hmm. it will just like flow into another thing it'll it'll um like it literally goes with the flow like it'll go in between the rocks Mm -hmm. or um you know like it'll sweep below and do an undertow and uh so it's like both strong and uh and flexible and open to change and so
0: not to get woo woo, but that's why I got the wave tattoo because it was I mean it has for a long time before I even recognized consciously that I was doing this but I would have a bad day or be going through something and instinctively I would drive out to the ocean yeah because it humbles me like Mm -hmm. I can look out on it and just be like it's so vast it's so big it doesn't care about me it doesn't care about my problems and there's something so soothing in that
1: there's something... I mean, the conceptually, the ocean is soothing. And then also, there's this technique called grounding, which is like real hippy-dippy stuff.
0: Yes, I love the... I, I want a yard so bad so I can... Do grounding because I can't step outside in bare feet where I live. I'll be stepping on Syringes- piss and shit. <laughs> <laughs> meth. Uh, <laughs> I'll be stepping on heroin
1: needles. Yeah, uh, like yeah, meth paraphernalia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want that. But the ocean. Yeah, you also can ground in the ocean. Grounding because mm-hmm. you're in the earth, you're in the water, sure. and it's salt water. And it, like, I swear to God, it like it just like reionizes you. It d- well, there's the
0: negative ions that mm-hmm. come off of it, so it does.
1: Yeah. You're literally bathing in alkaline water, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the original alkaline water. Uh, But yeah, it's uh, I think at the last time I told my my Finn story. Yeah. And can we
0: can we do that? Can we 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 talk about your various injuries? Yeah.
1: I don't like I don't know how to completely tell it again where it sounds fresh and original. So maybe I'll kind of tell it like. I'm telling the audience and you're you already know what it is yeah but you knew what it was before I
0: know what it was but even when I heard about it happening um I didn't until you told me on the last recording I didn't know like the full details of it and just w- what an epic journey it was for you because
1: oh it was so wild and I actually it wh- sounds
0: like you you like had a few smaller injuries leading up to it
1: yeah so um I've so I've been finned by my surfboard three times and i and think getting
0: finned is
1: getting finned is where the fin of the surfboard cuts you mm-hmm. and like the, the foamies have duller fins that mm-hmm. like they just generally speaking, aren't going to cut your skin. You might get a bruise from it, you know, whatever. But like the, so the most recent one, Oh, the, it's gone it, now. It's nice. almost yeah, it's almost all gone. But, uh, I was out surfing with my neighbor, Angela And she was behind me and um, like, if you're paddling out towards the waves or like out to the waves and the waves are coming towards you, you Mm -hmm. never want to be behind somebody, but like she's a swimmer. So like in swimming, you always want to draft off of people, but in surfing, you never want to draft because Mm -hmm. the wave could knock them and their board into you. And then like, you don't have a face. Mm -hmm. And so Angela's behind me. And it was, uh, it was me and my whole neighborhood and Angela out surfing and uh and I was like Angela like like get out from behind me get out there like there was a big wave coming Mm -hmm. so I paddle to the right and then she just starts following me oh no she probably couldn't hear you she couldn't hear me yeah like the ocean is loud and especially when when waves are coming it's like there's a roar so I think she thought like hey follow me yeah Uh, but I was like don't follow me (laughs) so she like cuts right behind me and then the hugest wave comes I try to duck dive into it but Mm -hmm. i have an eight foot six hard board Mm -hmm. and the board just like flips up oh no and um and like i i can see what what's happening and it like flips fully over and then almost like a wrestler clotheslining somebody Mm -hmm. i just caught the fin of the board (laughs) with uh with my bicep and just held it there and when i finally and the ocean like pulled me and the board back Mm -hmm. and when i finally stopped the progress the fin was probably like six inches from angela's face
0: oh my god
1: and then she kind of like ducked out of the way and she was like oh she get knocked
0: off her board you guys like collided
1: she got knocked off of her board and then her and i never physically touched somehow Mm -hmm. uh but all of a sudden i looked at my arm and it was just like beet red and yeah and like you know when you scrape yourself Mm -hmm. like if you scraped yourself with sandpaper right now it would not be uh, it would not bleed for like maybe a minute. Right, it and, takes a bit. And so I'm just looking at this red arm going, mm-hmm. oh my God, this is going to be the most blood mm-hmm. in a second. And luckily it just stayed red and it never bled, but it turned into the most gnarly bruise. Yeah. Where uh, I was in Phoenix on stage and I walked out on stage and this lady goes, oh. <laughs> and so i like just made a joke i was like yeah i just got a new i'm starting a sleeve tattoo but it's, <laughs> it's just a bruise uh but it's, it's it's really a tattoo that i made look like a bruise just because i want to look badass uh but so i got that one um there was one where there's this surf instructor that goes out here in front of my house and he gets bored teaching lessons so he was riding his board backwards and then he tried to do a shove it which means that you like take the board going one way you po- you kind of like pop it up like you're ollieing on a skateboard Mm -hmm. and then you you shift the board 180 degrees while you don't yeah and show um, off show off well uh i get up on the wave uh i'm going right he gets on up on the wave he's going left i have the right away because i'm in the curl like Mm -hmm. we just explained and then he sees me and just shove it into me and so and his board flipped over uh and then the fin caught me in my booty and then but my i have these like big kevlar yeah. boots that i wear. not work.
0: your booty like your juicy booty <laughs> yeah not my juicy <laughs> like booty <your> foot. <laughs>
1: yeah my foot uh and it cut through uh 2 millimeter kevlar oh of, my god is and then it just made like a little tiny scrape on my foot mm-hmm. and so but otherwise my like that could have yeah ru- if you weren't wearing shoes it was right on my heel so it could have like ruptured my Achilles or a something thousand percent, like that percent yeah so Would have it, ruined your basketball career. Yeah, I could have never played <laughs> for the Lakers now. Um, but the like, I I went full on Hawaii. Like in Hawaii, they'll literally beat you up in the water if you're acting. Oh, like is a that food. what that
0: means to go full on Hawaii?
1: I went full on Hawaii, and I was like, I was like, if you're not good enough to do shoveits, don't do it, you fucking idiot. And I just started screaming at this guy, and I realized in the water, like there was just horror on his face. Mm-hmm. And he was looking at me like, I'm going to die. And I was looking at him like, you're going to (laughs) die. I was so mad at him. Mm -hmm. And then he paddled away. And I went over to my neighbor, Abby, who's uh, she's from Hawaii. And she was like, you went full on Hawaii (laughs) on him. She was like, specifically Kauai, specifically Hanalei Bay. That's what you did to that guy. That's so funny. And I was like, yeah, I feel bad. Should I go apologize? And she's like, no.
0: How did you learn like all the because I get that there's a whole bunch of etiquette. And there's jargon. It's a whole thing. Like, did you just always know it? Did you learn it from somebody?
1: <laughs> I learned it. Uh, there's a combination of I learned it from literally watching like YouTube tutorials. There's there's YouTube tutorials where oh, you can go. Brilliant. You can just go on and you don't have to read anything. You don't have to like be in the know. It mm-hmm. will just explain like there's ten rules and follow mm-hmm. them. OK. And uh, and then my neighbor Jack has told me a lot of the etiquette. And then Abby, being from Hawaii, she's told me a lot of the etiquette. And also, surfers like if you do something wrong in the water, they'll usually come over to you. Not like I did to this guy, mm-hmm. but if you make like a subtle mistake in the water, like you cut somebody off, or or um, like you like like they're in the right position for the wave, but then you kind of get directly in front of them so that mm-hmm. they couldn't even paddle forward. Yeah, they'll just come over to you and go, "Oh, hey man, um, it's clear that you don't know." Mm -hmm. um and a lot of times the foamy board is the indicator of like this person's new
0: that's why i can only ride a foamy because Mm -hmm. i don't want to offend anybody and i just want to like i wish i could stitch it into my wetsuit like hey student driver (laughs) 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 don't know what i'm doing
1: (laughs) student driver would be perfect yeah student surfer (laughs) student surfer would be perfect Yeah. I mean, a lot of times they'll just come over to you and they'll be like, oh, hey, bro. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, we're all trying to get stoked here. uh, And, you know, I don't want to like I'm not trying to yell at you, but Mm -hmm. just so you know, um, like you got to wait your turn or like here's here's the position to be in. And and a lot of times if you're doing something wrong, um, it usually is like making your surfing bad, too. Mm -hmm. And so and they like they're like, hey, I just want everybody to be stoked. All right. So like, uh, you know. Like I want you to be stoked, and uh, and so like do it the right way, or like they'll even like show you like where to get up on the wave. Like oh, that's, that's how nice. cool a yeah. lot of surfers are. Uh, but then there are a, f- a few intense douchebags, and I don't know. I I was just complaining about the people that are too intense on the water, and then I like just told a story about me, <laughs> like, me being one of those people. Um, but this this dude ran a surf school, or he runs a surf school, and then um, he had this uh, he had this this car. That had the surf school's name mm-hmm. and phone number on it. So I called and I told on him to his bosses. Oh, I was like, you yeah.
0: Karen'd.
1: Yeah, I totally cared on him. I was like, this this asshole cut my through my booty. And mm-hmm. by the way, he never even apologized. Oh, he
0: should have at least bought you new booties.
1: Yeah, and those are like a hundred dollar booties. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> Nothing,
0: um, none of the surf equipment is cheap. No. That is like definitely it's a barrier to entry.
1: It is a barrier to entry and I also think that some of the equipment has gotten more expensive because of the pandemic. Everybody was like, what can we do? Right. It was
0: one of the few things you could safely do.
1: So I feel like everything has gone up like wetsuits have gone up a hundred dollars. It feels like, you know,
0: I know anytime I look, anything I want is always at least 250.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so it's and boards are expensive. And Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, I. I told myself that I was going to get... I was like, I'm going to get... And nobody
0: that like surfs has one board. Mm-hmm. Everybody has like four to eight boards.
1: <laughs> I think I think I have... You have that many. I have at least 10, but I've only bought four. Oh. I bought four boards and then the other six... Surfing
0: they, elves come and bring them to you? They
1: literally just leave them Leave here.
0: them under the fiddly fig tree?
1: Yeah, they... <laughs> So people will come over to surf and then they'll be like, Oh dude, can I just like leave my board here? Oh, cause it's okay. easier than transporting?" Sure. It. I'm like, yeah, leave your board here. I don't mm-hmm. care. I have a rack underneath the house. I have a rack, yeah. uh, but like behind the house. And to be honest, I need to ra- like, I need to take some from the house rack and put them underneath the house. And, mm-hmm. uh, cause I have too many outside right now yeah. uh, for my HOA to be comfortable with it. Oh,
0: but, interesting. Uh,
1: but yeah, it's, uh, But, yeah, so, all right, so then the next injury, this was the really gnarly one. Um, uh, Full story alert.
0: Yeah, trigger warning alert.
1: Trigger warning alert. Also, if you're squeamish about blood talk. (laughs) Yeah, um, fast forward. Yeah, fast forward. Uh, So I was out in the ocean. It was a big day. Like, we had, like, a hurricane swell. Winter wave? Winter wave. Well, this was actually, uh, it was like a fall wave because it was October the
0: 5th. -hmm. So it was pumpkin spice flavored wave.
1: Yeah, pumpkin spice flavored wave. Uh, so it was October the fifth, I believe that's the date, fifth or the sixth. Um, I'm out there. There's a big hurricane swell. Uh, it's like eight to twelve feet foot waves. That's massive. It it was really massive. Are you
0: not afraid to go out when it's that big?
1: Well, now or are I am. you more
0: like now I wanna.
1: Well, like I went out. I went out on a really big day since. Mm -hmm. uh since this injury and like at first I felt kind of nervous paddling out but like when you catch one of those big waves it's Mm -hmm. so much fun Mm. and that you just go well what am I going to not ride when it's scary (laughs) like am I gonna you can't ride well if
0: you're me yes
1: yeah yeah well also talk about trying to get out there Mm -hmm. when the waves are that big it is so hard to get out yes yeah it's it is a struggle to get out and um, so I finally got all the way out there I caught like three waves in and there's this move called cutbacks where you you basically surf down the wave and then you cut back up the wave and then you like slash hard mm-hmm. and then um, so you're doing turns up and down the wave
0: I've and, seen that
1: yeah and my neighbor Abby was teaching me a few days before that and I remember that day I caught three waves and I was doing cutbacks on the waves and I was like wow I'm like a real surfer on my new mm-hmm. shortboard and uh, I got these Channel Islands fins and they were soup like they're sharp so mm-hmm. you can cut through the water with high, with fast board speed so there was this big wave coming and I remember just thinking like oh this wave's perfect and as you're paddling you're kind of looking back because mm-hmm. you have to paddle you have to get ready and get momentum into it so that when the wave comes you're not just standing still mm-hmm and I remember looking back, going, "Oh no, this is gonna close out on me." So what does that mean? Uh, close out means like if you ever see a wave uh, when it gets the white top to it, yes, and it kind of like curls over. Uh huh. Um, that's a close out. Got it. Um. So you you don't you want to catch the wave before the close out because the close out is actually the curl of it, mm-hmm. and that's the thing that you want to kind of like stay when you're riding the wave. Momentum-wise, you want to stay maybe like like a few feet ahead of the curl because it has the bit the wave has the biggest energy because mm-hmm. um, is the
0: curl going to be the part that like pushes you off
1: yeah so the the curl like the the curl is basically like um it's it's the highest energy of the wave and like behind the curl is whitewash mm-hmm. and ahead of the curl is all the force of the wave so yeah. like, that's what you're able to serve got it so i see that that like I see that this wave is starting to curl over mm-hmm. where i'm at which means like don't try to catch it here especially a wave that big like mm-hmm. i'm just going to be in the washing machine and i'm going to like front-loading washing machine where it just tumbles you underneath the water three times mm-hmm. in like this cycle so i was like oh crap and i went to throw my board to the side and instead just the ocean is it's just a mixed bag of pressure and mm-hmm. i just hit the wrong pressure And when i went to go throw my board it just flipped out in front of me Mm -hmm. and the leash caught it and so the fins are just sticking straight up oh no and then i went to dive back into the wave Mm because you can literally dive into a wave and like swim through it yeah but this particular wave it was already scooping me up and then it scooped me up and almost like like a horror movie where somebody gets like spiked onto a fence Mm -hmm. like this thing like the wave just started hurling me towards the board so i just kind of like tucked my legs in front of me so oh that no. it didn't stab me in the chest yeah and then it went through my right leg uh like you know that muscle in the front of your leg it went uh it went through that muscle and then it went through the two bones in mm. uh the tibia and the fibula in my leg and then it stabbed me in the calf and like and then also Like at that point, the wave pushed me underwater. Mm -hmm. Like I'm upside down and the board kind of released because it was buoyant. And all I can hear feel is like warmth coming out of my leg. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is bad. But you got to remember, I have two more washing machine cycles where Mm -hmm. I'm going to spin and flip upside down. So I'm spinning. I'm spinning like a tornado of blood in the water. And I already know this. And I'm in a shark cove. Yeah, this is a shark uh, breeding ground. Uh, the Santa Monica Bay, and I was like, oh, man. And I had my shark band on that day, which is Mm -hmm. supposed to repel sharks, but who knows if it works?
0: Right. You don't want to have to find out.
1: Yeah, so I I come to the surface, and I'm like, oh, God, I got to look at my leg, and I bring my leg out of the water, Mm -hmm. and it is spraying blood. Mm -hmm. Like horror movie, like slasher movie spraying blood, like in a hilarious manner almost. Like getting air. (laughs) Yeah, getting air. (laughs) Like the blood was getting air. And there was a part of me that was like, just kind of thought it was special that I was seeing this. <laughs> I was like, dude, that's crazy. And then. Uh, insta- like, look this trick. Yeah. Party wave. Yeah, party wave. And then instantly I was like, I was like, this is bad. I could bleed to death in the water. Yeah. And uh, so every war movie that I've ever uh, seen, they always go, put pressure on the wound. Mm-hmm. So I put pressure on the wound. And then I was like, holy shit, it stopped it. Yeah. Like like the Flex Seal But commercial. now you're
0: like you've got one leg one in like a fetal position. You're holding it and, and you're I'm still attached to the surfboard and there's still waves coming. Still, How wa- the fuck do you get out of the water?
1: Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm probably two football fields out into the water, Oof. by the way. And I'm yeah, like, so I have you're to, far. so I have to doggy paddle with one arm in. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, every single time that the waves would come, I would basically try to like paddle, 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 mm-hmm. like get some speed. And then I would, body surf my way in mm-hmm. until the wave would then flip me underwater because it would close out on me. And then I would do tumble, tumble, tumble while holding my holding leg. Your leg. And, um, and by the way, like I, I thought it was neat. Cause I was like, I was like, okay, I'm putting pressure on it. It works. Mm-hmm. At one point I popped out of the water and I just like, I was like, I wonder what would happen if I took it off <laughs> and I took it off and it sprayed again. And I was like, back <laughs> on like, like totally back yeah. on. And, uh, so uh I finally made it to shore and also right after it happened there's mm-hmm. this guy on this longboard which like the best thing for me to get on would have been a longboard mm-hmm. like if this guy would have just like switched boards with me I could have probably like just longboarded to shore mm. really quickly but th- there's this guy next to me and I was like help <laughs> help oh my god help dude and I like mm-hmm. showed him it and yeah. and he looks he looks at my wound and then he turns behind him and he sees like the best wave come <laughs> and he just catches the wave no. and I was like fucking surfers like, Oh my God, you asshole.
0: That's so insensitive. You just
1: chose the wave instead of saving my life. <laughs> and, uh, but I finally got to shore. Uh, there's this hunky lifeguard that works down here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, named Bill and, uh, Bill like instantly like bandaged me up, but mm-hmm. like it was just bleeding through the bandage. And yeah, uh, the paramedics were already there cause it was a big wave day and they were like scaling the rocks just to get down to me. Wow. They instantly put a blood pressure cuff on me mm-hmm. cause they're like, that's like one of the best indicators for them, uh, to realize like how much blood you've lost. And right. my blood pressure was so low Oh, geez. and they kept asking me questions. They're like, where do you live? What's your address? And I was like, I live there. And I was mm-hmm. just pointing to my house and, uh, Luckily, another neighbor was out in the water with me. Uh, and then she went to go get a car and drove me to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I didn't have to take the ambulance, which yeah. would have been like three grand. For sure. Get to the hospital. They're like, all right, we just need to stitch you up and send you home. And I was like, no, no, no. There's something wrong inside of my leg. Mm-hmm. Like they're like. You felt it. I felt it. I was like, something's wrong with my calf. And they're like, yeah, the board might have wrapped around and hit you. And I was like, no, no, no. I think it went through. All of this and it stabbed my calf. And mm-hmm. they, they were looking at it. They're like, yeah,
0: ah, it may I'm have. I'm getting ah. sympathy pains in my calf.
2: Yeah, like
1: this is like Charlie Horse. <laughs> this is, it is. So, um, uh, So anyway, at the same time, Eddie Van Halen comes in and he's dying. Like <laughs> the guy that wrote Eruption. So it was all hands on deck. Mm-hmm. Everybody's trying to save Eddie Van Halen. So I basically got sent home because, the, and, wow. I, and I was like, you need to do an MRI. You need to give me an antibiotic. You need to do something. And they're like, sir, if you have like, you're fine. We cleaned out the wound. Everything's going to be cool. If you feel anything, come back. <clears throat> so two days later, I'm back in the same ER mm-hmm. with, uh, cause I had a fever and I was like, and you got to check this out.
0: That's so annoying because every time you come back to the ER, there's a new admission fee.
1: $350 Oof. so now I'm $750 into this yeah and they're like sir we're really busy Um. and by the way they didn't save Eddie Van Halen Eddie Van Halen died <laughs> so like not only did they screw me over but like Eddie Van Halen passed away that mm-hmm. night one of the greatest guitar players in the history of earth yeah um, so I'm mad at them for two things <laughs> so uh. anyway uh, so they COVID test me and they send me home mm-hmm. and so I'm like can't you give me an antibiotic? Like I have a fever. Yeah. I was in the I was bleeding in the ocean. Like I'm and they're like, "Nah, it's probably like you probably you were here. You probably it's the start to COVID." And I was like, "Oh,
0: good." Great. Fantastic. <laughs> so, <laughs> so terrific. <laughs> That's Great. what you want to hear.
1: So then uh about 4 days later the bottom of my leg like from the knee down just swoll up like <laughs> and um uh I woke up the next morning and I was like, "Oh, this isn't good." It was hot. Um, It seemed infected. It was like even my foot like it was even my foot was swollen. And um, uh,
0: I can't believe they just didn't send you with an antibiotic in the first place because they give me Z-Packs for everything.
1: My other doctor will prescribe a Z-Pack. Yeah. Like it's crazy. It's like
0: not hard to get antibiotics. It's not not like it's some kind of, you know, top tier. Like you're not asking for codeine or i don't know my brain can't oxy- process it. you're not z- asking for oxycot. you're like give me a freaking antibiotic it's not even going to get me high but it might save my life it
1: might save my life like let's just do it as a prophylactic like preventatory right. or like preventative thing so um so i go back and my my leg is so swollen and i had what i call like bus lady foot like mm-hmm. have you ever seen like the lady on the bus wearing adidas slides that obviously has diabetes and she's yes. got like a weird fat swollen foot yeah She's I, an English teacher. Yeah. I had bus lady foot <laughs> and I go in and they're like, oh, wow, this is really bad. And I was like, yeah, I've been trying to tell you guys <laughs> that this is bad. This for, is your
0: third time. There. This is my third time. So now time you're there. $900 into admission fees.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, well, $350 each time. So now I'm $1, 050. $1,050. Yeah. Oof. So they go, oh, this is bad. They go, you must have had some trauma to some other part of your leg.
0: And you're for, like, that's what I tried to tell you guys. I'm like that's
1: what I, I was like. I need an MRI, and I was like, my calf hurts. And they go, Ugh. just based upon looking on it, you probably uh, developed blood clots where the trauma was in your calf. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what would have happened if you would have, like from the get go, given me the MRI? And they're mm-hmm. like, this probably wouldn't have happened. Oh. God And I was like son of a bitch How
0: are they not liable with stuff like
1: that They might be I mean maybe I could sue them But they also you know like from that point on They gave me a lot of great medical advice And they may Mm -hmm. have saved my life you know So I don't know but um, My doctor was a really cool guy He's he's also a surfer and Mm -hmm. um, He was like look here's the bad news He's like you probably have blood clots He goes you need to go on a a, a Medicine called Mm Zarelto."
0: Wait was he the same guy from the first night
1: Uh he wasn't the same person from the first night, but he was the same from the second night. Okay. So I was. Was
0: he the guy that didn't save you in the water? <laughs> <laughs> was he like sorry, bro?
1: Gotta catch this wave. That would be so funny if he was like, I gotta catch this wave and then get to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was the same guy that just fucked yeah. me over both times. That's so funny, that. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. That'd be so funny if you just. Oh god oh my god you're so no, funny No, i'm only
0: picturing a guy on a <laughs> surfboard and <in> scrubs <laughs> that's so funny, that's so funny.
2: <laughs> with a stethoscope
1: yeah he's, okay he's like yeah i just like i drip dry at work it's like it's like how <laughs> i roll i actually surf all the way down to the shore by the hospital park
0: <laughs> my board at the hospital
1: yeah and that's why that's what i do uh did you see the board rack uh, <laughs> um But so they sent me for an MRI. They're like, yeah, you have a blood clot. They sent me for an ultrasound just to like do two tests so that they could like get another look at it. Mm -hmm. And I had like a big blood clot, which they uh, in my calf. And um, they were like, that's good that you have a big blood clot Uh, because bigger is better because like bigger will clog the, you know, the artery Mm -hmm. and it doesn't move as easy. And, uh, and I was like, oh, okay, so that's good. And they're like, but we're going to put you on Zorelto and it's going to start dissolving the clot, mm-hmm. like the medicine dissolves it. It thins your blood and it dissolves the clot and it, like picture pouring water over an ice cube, how mm-hmm. it makes it get smaller. That's kind of what Zorelto does to a blood clot. They go, but the danger there is that once it starts to get smaller and the Xarelto breaks it up it could break it and then it will like go further up your leg mm-hmm. and I was like okay well who cares about that and yeah, the doctor and I quote said you have to watch out because once it gets to the upper part of your leg mm-hmm. he goes the the artery gets bigger and then he goes once it gets to like your groin area and this is where I quote he goes it will and then he like made a spiral mm-hmm. with his finger up to my brain. And he goes, dead.
0: Fantastic.
1: And I was like, did you just make a,
0: I hear. a cute noise
1: <laughs> and then click your fingers and say dead? And he's like, I did. But that's what will happen. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit. This is really bad. So about and then he also he was like, look, it's going to be really painful to walk because you basically you have a Charlie horse. 24 hours a day because a charley horse is like if somebody ever hits you in the thigh and they hit you like really hard in a muscle, the Mm -hmm. reason why a charley horse hurts is because it pinches the main nerve or the, it pinches the main artery and then your blood, your blood's a river and it's going to find other little tributaries to go Mm -hmm. on which in your bloodstream, those are called capillaries. And so it will spread out to the smaller ones, but it will flood them and stretch them. And that's why, uh, that's why, um, a Charlie horse hurts and it's just doing it all day with a blood clot Wow so to be in not so much pain you just keep your leg elevated so I was sitting exactly where you are on my mm-hmm. couch and I had three bed pillows propped yeah. up so it could just be as high as possible but he was like you have to do a combination was it of- falling asleep though no it didn't it, it wouldn't fall asleep um, it was it was actually fine but mm. then as soon as I would put it down it'd be like Charlie horse yeah so if I wanted to walk from here to my bedroom I would be writhing in pain by the time I got there, like mm-hmm. crying and like like sweating and like like hysterically in yeah. pain. And I have a pretty high pain tolerance. And uh, so, but once a day I had to take my crutches mm-hmm. and I had to walk around the block. So I live in like a little circle that's a, it's a quarter of a mile. And so I had to do that walk to the bedroom and walk around the block. And he was like, if you wanna save your life, you have to do this. So I would wow. fucking cry. I brought like, I literally brought a, like a, a little like workout towel mm-hmm. and I would wipe my tears from my <laughs> eyes and wipe the sweat from my head as I went around the block. And then I would come to this spot and mm-hmm. I would go ah, and then put my leg up. Oh,
0: no, I didn't realize. I mean, I saw you several times like while this was going on. I didn't realize it was so painful.
1: It was so painful. And then you saw me probably like Two weeks later, I Mm -hmm. because I I hadn't done stand up in a long time and I finally had to um I like I got invited to do a show at 40 Love and you guys saw me. And so I literally every time. Yeah.
0: And you get there and you're like,
2: excuse me,
1: I I don't mean to be a diva, but I got to keep my leg propped up. I need to put my leg propped up. And I remember Mark Hayes, who was running the show, he's like. All right, mate. Like, and he gives me a chair, and I propped it up, and I was like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" At one point, I had it on the table. Yeah, I was like, and the waitress was like, "Um, sir," and I'm like, "I have a." Blood I know, car. but you're
0: clearly like in a cast at that point, right? Uh,
1: I was. Uh, I had it wrapped up, and then um, I think I was performing in shorts. Like at that yeah. point, with and I was wearing Crocs. Like
0: you were visibly,
1: <laughs> I was injured. Yeah, I had to wear Crocs everywhere because I couldn't wear shoes, and I mm-hmm. didn't want to wear sandals. Right. So I wore Crocs everywhere. And, uh, and then I remember going on stage and I spent 15 minutes standing still on stage. And it's I, like
0: a charley horse for your ego.
1: Oh, God. Yeah, it really was. And But like I remember I killed and I did like five minutes of blood clot material. <laughs> and so the adrenaline... Silver lining. Silver lining and then...
0: It's okay when we're in pain as long as we get a couple minutes out of it.
1: <laughs> That's how sick we are as comedians. I know. That we, <laughs> we're fine with that. And then um, the clot traveled uh, like um, a week... Uh, or it was like maybe two weeks later the clot traveled to above my knee mm-hmm. and then that was really scary so i had to go get an ultrasound they verified it They're how like, did you know
0: it was up there did you feel it
1: charlie horse down there charlie horse above oh. the knee so two charlie horses and i was like i was like this is really bad so i i went up to uh, my doctor and um uh and th- this was where my doctor told me that blood clots have a side effect where they release an enzyme in your blood that triggers a thing in your brain that is a sense of impending, forlorn <laughs> doom. Great. And I talk about this on stage, about how, like, every morning, I felt like a like a Civil War soldier mm-hmm. that's like, dearest Gladys, <laughs> <laughs> like, the doom has come, <laughs> and this is my last day. This will be my last letter.
0: Who knew a blood clot could turn you into Edgar Allan Poe? Right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> the raven. Yeah, <laughs> no. But uh, then... Um, uh the the clot traveled to like uh, i'm showing oh, you on my body which yeah. in comedy is a me too but it's <laughs> it's very high up the crotch my, region it's very high up on the inside of my thigh uh-huh. and um and so i was like holy crap like death is like this like I'm, yeah that's what they warned you about i'm six inches away from uh from this traveling and <whistles> yep dead that moment And uh, I remember I had a hospital or I had a doctor appointment that day to go get it ultrasounded and looked Mm -hmm. at. And then I couldn't find a way to get to the doctor because I can't drive. Yeah. So luckily my neighbor Daryl took me and um, Daryl, Daryl's one of the high up people at Walmart and he was on like a conference call and Mm -hmm. he, he texted me. He's like, I can take you to the doctor, but don't talk. (laughs) And cause he was on a conference call. So he took me up there with his headphones in. And so I just like, was I had my my leg up on the dashboard mm-hmm. of the car uh with my compression sock
0: driving Miss Daisy.
1: Yeah, and I'm like writhing in pain because now I have three blood clots, <laughs> and I'm trying like we're going over. I don't mean to laugh; it's yeah.
0: just a silly image.
1: We're going over bumps on the road, and I'm like, <laughs> and Daryl's Darry- <laughs> looking at me like, shh, you know, like <laughs> like, like like I'm a mistress, and he's yeah. on the phone with his wife or something. He takes me up there they verify that I have this blood clot that's like really bad and really up there. I cried for 20 minutes oh, no. at the doctor's office. And then I got in the car with Daryl cause I knew I couldn't cry. in the
0: Daryl's going to give you a black eye and you're yeah. going to have to be like, I'm sorry. Yeah. The sandwich will be better next time.
1: Yeah. It was so funny. I was at the doctor and they come in and she was like, I don't know. Like, and my, do- my, uh, my doctor's really like she's really sweet, and um, uh, her name is Chanel. And she was like, she's like, I know you're hurting. She goes, Do you want a mint? <laughs> <They> <laughs> what? Have, you know those lifesavers? I know you're hurting,
0: but your breath stinks. Yes, you,
1: want, you have yeah, you have stress breath, and <laughs> um, she gave me two uh, lifesavers mm-hmm. peppermints, and um, and I like I was oh, I'm dying. <laughs> Uh, I get back home, uh, and like all my neighbors were so cool and they like rallied and took care of me and like, Mm -hmm. like Nico who gave me the Tesla, like he literally went and got me groceries and brought them over and Daryl went and like got stuff for me. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was just like a really hard time. And then, you know, the, the time went on, the months went on and, uh, the blood clots started, like it never, luckily the, the Charlie horse never traveled from there. Like that was the last Mm -hmm. place that it went. Uh, but over time like the pain got less and less and i started to be able to do like two laps around the block mm-hmm. or in three laps and then i started telling myself like i want to walk a mile so i remember i went down to the beach and i walked a half a mile out and then i just was so winded because Zarelto it thins your blood so you have less hemoglobin per milliliter yeah so you can't carry oxygen so i had to just i sat on a curb until somebody came and got me oh no (laughs) i was like oh my god this sucks
0: (laughs) apparently this injury turned you into a damsel in distress
1: it really did i was like and i'm somebody that doesn't like to admit when i need help and i like i'm like i got it and i just needed so much help and then Mm -hmm. finally in january uh i got my first Ultrasound where they're like you have no more clots And so you can start tapering Off of the Xarelto but the Other thing they don't tell you is that Xarelto is like kind Of addictive and oh. it feels
0: <clears throat> For a blood clot medication how
1: un- yeah, I, I Unexpected Right like you think that well it's Addictive in two ways uh, physically You don't want you don't want to come off it Too fast because your blood Could just coagulate really right. quickly and then you get More clots mm-hmm. um, and You would get clots in places that you didn't even Like think that you, you could. wouldn't even feel it So you have to titrate off of it, like, in a gradient approach for Mm -hmm. that reason. Also, Xarelto kind of, like, makes you... It's almost like it feels like Adderall or prednisone where you take it and you're like... Really? And, like, you can't breathe, but you're also like... Mm -hmm. And so people... (laughs) Who would have thought? Yeah, people don't like to get rid of that feeling. So they... They'll literally be like, Oh, your grandma died. Does she have any Zarelto? <laughs> and they like try to score Zareltos,
0: black market Zarelto, yeah, black
1: market Zareltos. And um, uh, so luckily I was able to taper off, and then uh, I got off of Zarelto maybe two weeks before I taped the special mm-hmm. that we all went to, Tall, Dark, and Pleasant, uh, on Showtime Out now, streaming on Showtime anytime, Showtime on demand right now. Uh, please go watch it, but so. Uh, the whole like the whole time i was not supposed to be flying because i had blood clots but i had to get ready for my showtime special yeah. i was almost dying so i would do shows all around la i started getting on airplanes even though i wasn't supposed to be flying mm-hmm. and i went out on a tour and i'm like titrating off a of Zarelto and like doing all this stuff and try- also i gained 30 pounds while i was on the Zorelto. so wow. I, I had to somehow in a month I, I wanted to get down to 200 pounds. I got down mm-hmm. to 202. Mm-hmm. So for my special, like if you look at me and you're like, you're a little fat, like I was actually doing great. <laughs> like <laughs> like I was really doing great. And Did uh, your
0: leg atrophy? Do you feel like the leg muscle um, did from not using it for that long?
1: I don't think it did because I, I literally had to still get out and walk. Mm-hmm. So like I was exercising it and then uh, towards the end before the special, I would do the, uh, my neighbor, Daryl has a Peloton in his shed. We call it the shred shed. Mm -hmm. So I would like, my exercise was like very light Peloton workouts. Oh, but that's really good. Yeah. So a hard workout that way. And I got on, um, I'll just name the company. It's modify health. I got on a meal plan. So I was Mm -hmm. on like a specific calorie amount per day. Um, so like it, it, like, it's weird. Not only did we shoot the special in a pandemic. Yeah. But I was like on death's door until <laughs> like weeks beforehand. It's
0: amazing that you that the timing worked out so well that then you could even physically stand for the amount of time that yes. you needed to be physically standing to yeah. record the special because it was more than one show.
1: It was two shows and uh, you know, and I, I was in dress shoes for it and the funny thing is that I signed the contract for this when I couldn't even walk. Mm-hmm. Like I, like I was already injured. I got the special. I was like, great news, and then I remember thinking, okay, so somehow between now and then. If I want to film this special, I have to not die, and mm-hmm. I have to—I have to be able to walk.
0: <laughs> That's so like a comedian. I mean, we could be—I could be on life support, and I would be like, "Roll the gurney out! I'm doing this thing." <laughs> I got jokes.
1: <laughs> like there was a part of me, you know, Ali Wong is—is uh, is a friend, and I was like, "Well, she did her special pregnant. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that'll be my thing. Yeah. Like, like I'm on a." Like, You're like,
0: listen, we're both not allowed to fly, but here we are.
1: Yeah, like I have to do it in a wheelchair with my leg up. <laughs> <laughs> and then it becomes the, the um, Pete on Wheels yeah Pete on Wheels special <laughs> yeah Wheelie Pete Wheelie Pete Wheelie Pete <laughs> but um, I'm yeah I'm uh, I'm very uh, I feel very grateful and very fortunate and the special just came out last weekend and uh, so far it's been a hit and I've gotten a lot of good feedback and feedback from the injury, uh, the, from the injury. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Your leg has been saying yeah. really positive comments from
1: the comedy injury. Yeah. <laughs> I got really great feedback and um, uh, yeah, but I just hope people watch it. And if, if people do watch it um, like I, I tell people like, cause if you watch it, pass it along. Like mm-hmm. if you watch it and you like it, if you hate it, um, don't pass along. But like, if you watch it and you like it like tell a friend like tell an acquaintance tell an enemy yeah like tell whoever call up somebody prank call somebody and be like have you seen <laughs> tall dark and pleasant on showtime <laughs> that would actually be a fun marketing that tactic. would be
0: a fun marketing tactic
1: but yeah so that's the story of how i got from there to here and uh and now i'm surfing again uh, i wait how
0: long like until you went back out
1: So um, the week after the special, I've taped the special February 25th at the Tempe Improv and I got back from the desert and uh, I knew I needed to get vaccinated, but I was Mm -hmm. like, uh, and I remember
0: we were trying to finagle a way to get vaccinated (laughs) in Phoenix. We (laughs) were like driving by a vaccination site and it's like a pretty. Well, I guess it went blue last election, but, you know, Arizona is a mixed bag. So we were like, I bet nobody will want to get vaccinated. We should try to get vaccinated. And then we were like plotting and it just didn't work out. We could probably get our first dose here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We were like, crack it. We're like, give me the fucking
1: vaccine. Give me the vaccine now. (laughs) And then now people, there's so much vaccine. And now
0: I'm like a full blown anti-masker. Yeah. <laughs> the second I got my second dose, I was like, don't you, you will, will not catch me in a mask. Yeah,
1: it's it's so hard. Um, and I think we talked about this in the first part of it, the, um, like to go to the airport and put it on and yeah. have to wear it for six hours now. I
0: know I wore it in an Uber the other night. I was like, what is this? Mm hmm but people are still, I mean, I guess I wore it in like a target. I succumb to peer pressure. So like if everybody around me is wearing it, I'm like, oh, fine. Fuck it.
1: Yeah. And everybody's like, like, but what about COVID Delta? And I'm like, I don't know. But you're,
0: if you're vaccinated, you're protected against Delta. You're protected
1: against Delta and whatever Delta United, Delta Sun Country, yeah. Delta Spirit. <laughs> <or> <laughs> COVID Spirit. I don't know what it, what it is, but
0: if they come out with a spirit variant, yeah. we're done. A spirit? <laughs> yeah. We,
1: we are done so Okay. Um, all right. I think, uh, I think, all right. Are so we, we doing okay on time. So we did, I think we should wrap it up because now we're at an hour 19. Yes. So this yeah, will be a two hour part. podcast, including yeah. the 25 minute first part. Okay. Although I could talk to you, uh, forever. Um, and we'll probably still talk after this, but, um, like it not i mean today yeah yeah, yeah in life too <laughs> like, could you imagine if this was like i don't this speak to galena <laughs> anymore after this
0: you got a chair and a and a ride in a tesla get the fuck yeah. out of my
1: face <laughs> yeah you got to drive the tesla that's way better right <laughs> yeah um so uh i joked around with you before the podcast that uh because we did one two weeks ago, and then mm-hmm. now we're doing this. Now we do a podcast together. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now we just have a podcast. We have
1: a podcast. It's the Galena Ravina Podcastina Asterisk with Pete. <laughs> That's I'm I'm your co-host officially. That's fun. But um, do you do anything to sign off, or can I can I say where people can find? Yes, me? please do. Okay, my address is one so <laughs> 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 Um No, go to uh, go to petely.net. Uh, for tour dates, uh, Peatley.net forward slash events. If you want to just get there quickly, um, follow me on social media at peatly, peatly, peatly. It's my name three times in a row. Um, uh, watch Tall, Dark, and Pleasant on Showtime. Please, uh, please share it with people.
0: It's really good. I saw the recording of it. So, yeah, yeah,
1: thank you. And then when does this come out? Does it come out this week?
0: Yeah, I'm going to get it out this week.
1: Okay, uh, I'm going to be at the La Jolla Comedy Store July 16th through the 18th. I'm going to be at the Hard Rock Cafe in seattle the last weekend in july i'm gonna be at the san jose improv uh sometime soon (laughs) i forget (laughs) perfect
0: check his website for dates
1: comedy cellar in new york august 12th as well amazing cool but
0: well let's close off on what's the surfer term stoked stoked okay we're one stoked. two three
1: Stoked. stoked